Okay, good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of the Malt Travel podcast. We are recording this on the 1st of April. Happy April Fool's Day, everybody, and Monday, Thursday, as it is. Evening, Nicholas. Evening, Bruce. Evening, good evening. evening. Hello. Any April Fool's tricks on anybody? No, my wife uh, did. Yeah, we... Oh, what'd she do? Oh, my wife rang me at work, said I got a speeding fine about for on the M6. And I had to go and do a, I had to go and do a, a speed awareness course. I probably had, I already did a speed awareness course some time ago, and therefore it would be a fine. And then I said, "Evil fell," which he thought was highly <laughs> hilarious, highly hilarious. Yeah. yeah, I work on the first floor at work, and uh, I've got a Minster view. Where, so, cause no leaves up, she's got cracking jobs at Minster. So I ran downstairs today and told everybody downstairs at job centre the Minster was on fire because all the windows were locked out <laughs> and the doors were locked. So they all rushed upstairs and got the windows, see the Minster on fire, and cause said, April Fool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one that one, Rose. Was it we, yeah. quite <laughs> we, we, we posted a story about me cats being used to drop into Pierre Rubio Camp's tail <laughs> tunnel out. <laughs> Good one. And of course, I'll to- tell you what spoilt it. You always get them clever dicks who post in the comments, oh, it's an April Fool. I mean, why do that? Uh-huh. You know, you just spoil it like, <laughs> you know, because the way we wrote it, we even had a photograph of these two British Army guys holding two meerkats that we photoshopped. And it looked really convincing. And so I so said the way that we worded it, it could have almost been sort of real. But as soon as you click on the Facebook, you know, some clever dick's written, oh, it's an April Fool, didn't get me. It's like, well, yeah, post a comment, but after 12 o'clock, you know, because... Some folks might have fallen for it. So, yeah, that, that's that's what we did. And they had to un- undergo intensive parachute training so they could be dropped into the POW camps. <laughs> then again, I did read something the other day that did say that with this current, these are my views, not anybody else's views, uh, Michael O'Connor, by the way, um, these, uh, with our current government, um, you, you can never believe what they come out with anyway. So April Fool's gone a little bit. And it does feel like Bruce and Moore are proper Irish Good Friday, doesn't it? Because the pubs are shut <laughs> Like just like the Iron yeah. Island on Good Friday, I've been there a few times at Eastern mm-hmm. Good Friday, and it is one of those things where I like you know a special knock to get in the pub. I remember we once stayed on a golf course. We stayed on a golf course one year, and they did say we could sneak in and have a have a beer because in, in Ireland still it's pretty much a dry Friday, isn't it? Good Friday yeah, yeah. to completely yeah, dry yeah. day, really. Yeah, so it's all good yeah. fun. So we, I can't believe we're on to episode ten. I was just I was driving home this afternoon, thinking uh, last day of uh, last day of term, which is great trying to think back when I had some mad idea when I was getting very down and depressed in bloody deepest, darkest January and thought, do you know what? I'm, I'm miss- We're missing the pub so much. We've got to start talking about it. So I think within about probably about a week or so, we, we agreed that we were going to start doing this. So we've made double figures, gents, which is uh, feels good. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> hey, we're over 300 views on, on uh, uh, YouTube now. Fantastic. So this week we are going to, and we mentioned this a couple of times, I think uh, certainly one, Nick, I think me and you, probably last one we went together was, oh God knows, it probably feels years ago, it's probably at least 18 months ago, we went on a bit of a North Yorkshire tours trip. So we're calling yeah. it Smugglers, Ice Cream, Steam Trains and Beer, the North Yorkshire Moors and Coast, as I put in Twitter today, but we mean Coast. So uh, a nice little journey, uh, not too long, uh, very scenic. Uh, again, it's easy, could be a nice little weekender or an overnighter. 
Um, and we will also definitely mention the North Yorkshire Moors Railway. And we are hoping, fingers crossed, everybody with technology, that one of the Yorkshire Railway special stars is going to join us at some point. Although, as I pointed out in Twitter this week, whenever he's on the telly, he's always drinking hot chocolate and eating cakes at every bloody station, isn't he, around, around the way. Anyway, we'll leave that to a little bit later on, see how we go. And I, get, I think mentioned last week, uh, I've got a lovely picture there of Whitby and a Whitby brewery glass, which I love, which I, I was drinking, but my son's been drinking it, so I haven't got that tonight. Uh, and I'm hoping that in that's going to be the first place I'm going to go for another pint after the 12th of April. Hopefully Whitby Brewery, I think, is... Well, they're definitely... They, uh, they keep advertising for staff, so I'm hoping that they're going to be open uh, from uh, next week. And we, I know, Bruce, you've been up to Whitby this week, haven't you, on a little bit of a soiree? I yesterday, uh, Quietly brisk, but really, really sad seeing all those uh, pubs closed. I mean, uh, Whitby's a great place, but obviously... When the pubs are closed, by the time you've had your fish and chips and an ice cream, what then the pier, but the pubs are closed, it's a bit like, hmm, what should we do now, really? Yeah. But I didn't know. Bought, bought some sausages, bought some Whitby's buns from both of them, and that was it, really. Yeah. I did notice in uh, Yorkshire Post today, there's a, quite a front page article about, you know, just trying to tell people don't go mad. You know, obviously the, big, the bank holiday weekend's coming up, and they, they said about Whitby, Whitby Beach is great, you can social distance, but obviously uh, to get to the beach, you've got to walk down very narrow streets, haven't you? And, Certainly, when we I was there in October, it's pretty busy. Uh, right, let's go do the quick quick beer roundup. Nick, I've got some interesting beer tonight. See, Nick, what are you on tonight? You put it Yorkshire. All right. So starting with a Wharf, a Wharfdale Brewery Yorkshire IPA. Different one. I don't think it's a that. very bitter beer. Mm-hmm. No, I've just cracked that one. Obviously, Wharfdale. We have that normally in the um, Flying Ducks in mm. um, in Ilkley, don't Ilkley, we? Yeah, that's the. Uh, that's a Wharfdale brewery. Uh, so, yeah, Yorkshire IP, which is, is a very bitter one. A little bit more bitter than I expected, actually. And then following it up with, in its original form, used to be one of our dad's favourite uh, drinks, was the Acorn Breweries. It's not Barnsley bitter. This one's a Yorkshire Pride. So that's an IP as well, I very do nice. believe. Um, so, yeah, Yorkshire Pride. That's that one. I'll tell you what that one tastes like a little bit later. Bruce, is there any point in asking you about beer tonight? Well, not yet, unfortunately. We have, to have tried a little bit of lager and stuff like that, but and, uh, really, I did open a can of craft beer the other day, but it was pretty grim. Funnily enough, my next-door neighbour had a very mild case of COVID, and uh, I mean, he drinks uh, craft beer every day. And I was going to actually ask him at one point to uh, be my proxy for uh, the beer <laughs> highlights, but actually, he's had exactly the same thing. Really? Ah. He, can't, he cannot face beer. Right. Ooh. It's really bizarre, yeah. Um, what I have got though in the cupboard, I'm going to try to. I've got um, um, uh, a both thumbs of Whitby uh, Timothy Taylor landlord infused fruit cake. So I shall crack up for that later and see what that see how much how beer oh, that's, it is. That's yeah. that's reminded me, Bruce. I had some uh, beer infused food uh, earlier this week. I didn't realise it when I bought it, but I bought some boiled ham from Morrison's. Yeah, that's coming up in a minute. It it was, oh yeah, that's cool. All right, okay. That's a beery highlight. Leave, leave that the, one. Leave that one for now. Yeah. I'll come All right back then. To it. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I don't know why, but I've, for this last week or so, I've just got into stout again. I know we had that. I was drinking some home. I've been on my home brew tonight, which is gone, which I probably had too much of tonight. Um, and I've just started, I think, well, I think probably because the sun is shining and summer's heading up and I'm going to move back onto the IPAs and things. Uh, I just thought I'd get rid of my stout. So and this is my podcast first. I've had some free beer this week. Uh, from yeah. Thank you to my brother-in-law. He was, uh, works for Mercedes, got a new customer. And there's a new brewery in Stoke called Kickaboo, 
Kickaboo Brewery, which apparently is a new brewery behind Titanic Brewery, which is obviously a great, great brewers there. Um, they've just got one beer at the moment, and this is their Boston Cold Brew Porter, which uh, is actually going down quite well. It's very nice, that one. So I'm going to I'm gonna give a shout out to them. And then I, I mentioned last week, I got a couple of Brew Yorks, and they do, I think they do two versions of this by. So if you remember last week, it was the peanut, caramel, marshmallow, whatever, pecan one. This is the 10% version. So as I said, I'm on holiday now for a couple of weeks. I'm going to crack that one towards the end of the podcast and I might fall off the chair. So uh, I'll let you know about that 10% uh, shortly. Right, just to to pick up some things from last week, we did York part A or part one last week and we we ventured west of the river, which uh, I know, again, there's been quite a a lot of people watching that and listening to it. A couple of points just to pick up really from that one. Uh, we mentioned the toilet in the maltings and um, true to form, good old Sean has come back to us uh, with a little bit more detail. He really enjoyed the podcast, he said. And the toilet, oh, Bruce, you were pretty clear, actually. We were trying to decide, weren't we, how old the mall, how long Sean had taken over the maltings. And he actually said that they actually arrived there in 1992. So it was, 20, I think you said 30, it was actually 29 yeah. years that uh, Sean and his wife had, had, had taken on malt, which is, you know, a hell of a run, Dude. isn't it? And he kindly gave us a bit more detail about the toilet. Uh, again, and a little bit more background about the, the, the we mentioned that it was called the Lendl Cellars and uh, it was... No, Lendl, Lendl Bridge. Lendl Bridge, sorry. And then it was so the, that, that's, that's probably why we never knew it was Lendl Bridge because we, 90, early 90s, when, when we started yeah. going to York and going to York. Yeah. So. so apparently when the pub was being done out, uh, the toilet is the signature of the original architects who were called Mallard Designer. I think they're based in Ilkley, I think. Um, and they wanted to kind of you know leave some. This is who's done this building, and it was obviously we Nick mentioned it's eccentric. There's there's kind of doors making up the bar and the roof and things. So apparently that the toilet ceiling, was yeah. there, like you know, like mouse, like the mouse man leaves his mouse. That's the toilet. Uh, and Sean said they actually wanted to put a whole cistern in, but he put his foot down and said no, we're not. We'll just have the toilet. So it was really good to to go there. And I might come back to the Maltons in a minute as well. He could have put his beer in that system though. You know, all the, all the beer <laughs> out, the slops trays at the end of the night. You know, you could have put that in the system and then anybody was tempted to flush the system, you'd have like a cascade of beer coming down. <laughs> uh, we talked a little bit about, well, Bruce, you mentioned Malmaison, which I'm going to come back to in a minute. And I thought you two were involved. And there is a tenuous link to you two, but actually it was Simply Red, apparently. It was the people who were producing and behind Simply Red that put the money into that first Mel Mason hotel. Oh, really? Uh, and apparently the, the idea they had was to, just was to create a hotel chain which pop stars would want to aspire to go to. And that's why they are slightly upmarket. So we'll come back to that one. And then we mentioned, we, t- we talked a lot about round trees, didn't we, and terries and things. And again, just I did a bit more digging and I've got some more to come back. And I know, Bruce, you were mentioning this, that uh, round trees were quite cutting edge. They were a, a, a marketing company, or sorry, they, they got into marketing quite early on. And in fact, they're actually linked to something called the marketing revolution in the early 90, uh, late 1800s, early 19, sorry, early 20th century. Uh, they hated Cadbury's apparently, good, as, as all good Quakers would. And they were determined to try and knock um, Cadbury's off the kind of top shelf. And they they were the, one of the first companies to really get into. And there's a couple of examples, I'll put an example there, into this whole marketing branding, which we talked about a couple of episodes ago. So it's, that's quite interesting, actually. And Nick, the bit that we, we were talking about chocolate and the cost of it. And of course, we, mm. we missed out cocoa. 
So it was actually Coco, which was that bit where they got into the working classes. And in fact, in that book there I've looked at, they've actually got mobile Coco units that used to go around York, for example, outside all the factories. So especially on a payday when all the people were coming out, they would be there flogging cocoa, uh, hot cocoa to them. Don't go to the pub, have a lovely cocoa, which was that <laughs> idea about keeping them out. So really interesting. Yeah. And I didn't know the Railway Institute in York, which, again, me and Nick have been there quite a lot. We were brass banders. That, again, was all round trees. And it's exactly what we said last week, providing those alternative uh, entertainment, you know, cultural things, keep you at the Mm. pub, get into your music, get into your drama. Um, So that was really interesting. And we we also talked a little bit about um, the temperance movement. And in fact, that's going to be a little bit of a theme tonight. Uh, and we talked about breweries in York. So I've done a little bit more digging here. And in fact, I've even gone and bought another book called Pubs Around York. And it has a nice little bit in there. But I tell you what, there was a great uh, local history uh, website around uh, Clementhorpe and uh, uh, Bishy Road that we talked yeah, about is, last yeah. week. And really fantastic, lots of fantastic detail, um, especially about I put a picture of the maltings down there, the left-hand picture for those on YouTube. Uh, and that's now, I think, Bruce, a new housing development. But apparently it's the old maltings. Uh, the Clementhorpe maltings were, 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 you know, certainly in the north, were well around and, and did lots of maltings for all the breweries in Yorkshire. Oh, I can't place that building. Yeah, it's it's probably... I'll, I'll, I'll try and find out where... I'll pass you where it is. Um, so in the book, it says that in 1850, York had 13 breweries. Uh, but by 1875, York had seven breweries. Mm. And as we were suggesting... Uh, trade diminished because a because of the beer act of 1869 which we've talked about that a few times before as well that kind of changed the way that breweries could operate but actually it was also the temperance movement as well and it wasn't necessarily round trees and terries it was the clergy and a particular reverend canon argyles who i've got a picture there apparently he was he was renowned for turning down applications for breweries or pubs or brew houses in York in that late 19th century. He just kept saying no to everything. Yeah. Uh, Boring God lover. Yeah. But I'll actually get the list there of, you know, so there was a Friar Great Brewery in York, there was a Clementhorpe Brewery, there was Sinkinson's Botanical Brewery, which is a little bit like Fentiman's up in, uh, up in Northumberland there that do ginger beers yeah. and things as well. Non-alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. Hotham's, we mentioned, I think they became Tadcaster Tower, which yeah. we talked about uh, there was a Hunt's Brewery, Peacock's Brewery, Monk Bar, Kilby's Brewery in Tanner Row, Yates Brewery, which is in Friargate, and Brett's Brewery, which is now Yates's building. Actually, it's Michael, I should have uh, mentioned about Johnny Hunt's because uh, as you go down Fulford Road, if you're coming out down the Fulford Road where the barracks are, about uh, ooh, 300 metres before the barracks, you've got those uh, single-storey, almost uh, arms-type houses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, immaculate landscape. And people think they belong to the barracks, but they don't. Everybody in York calls those the uh, Johnny Hunt homes. Yeah. They're actually run now by a, a trust that still exists, uh, uh, a foundation was set up by the brewery. Uh, they've immaculately kept these little houses, mm. um, and the people pay like a very reasonable rent, and they're really sought after. I think now we've just got to be over 55 to uh, apply for one. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so, I, I, remember, I remember Hunt's Brewery. Uh, don't remember it, but the name definitely yeah, come across Hunt's sure. before. Yeah. And as we said last week, there are now uh, three brewers in York, which is Brew York. We mentioned three non-beards. A bit more, I did a bit more work around Ice Cream Factory and apparently another beer limited that get a, are doing quite a lot of work together. They've kind of joined up a little bit during the thing. Uh, three non-beards are based in the Rook and Gaskell basement. 
So it's actually the guy who runs Rook and Gaskill, and he's set up a brewery in the basement there as well. So interesting. Mm. So I'm going to do a bit more work on this because it's really got me kind of into this. And I say I've been doing a bit of research this week, so we might come back to this because it's really interesting. Uh, it, it has to be said, really, it's a, a combination of Nick mentioned the space, the medieval town, lack, lack of uh, you know space and things. We talked about the temperance, the Quaker movement, and then the, we've, we've, we've talked about the Beer Act. We perhaps need to still, do a little it, bit more on that. It still does seem surprising for a, for a city like York, though, with the, the, the sort of like diverse trade and certainly... Uh, the number of bars, which Bruce has mentioned, you know, the number of bars and restaurants, that there yeah. are more breweries. I mean, yeah, traditional breweries need the space, but with your new microbreweries mm. now, you can literally set up in a garage or in a spare room as such just to supply a local little outlet, local little trade. So, yeah, it's surprising. I know we've got some of the outskirts, but, yeah. you know, when you look at other towns and cities, when there is double figures for the breweries uh, in recent years, it, it is still surprising that in 2021, there are only actually three small breweries um, in uh, in in this in the city centre. Well, as Bruce said, that's I may again, and you said the same point. Really, that's probably now to do with things like rent, Bruce, isn't it? the high rates that you've got to pay to be yeah, in that yeah. city centre. So, as a, as a controversy about the rates in York. Yeah, uh, lots of the properties owned by uh, uh, Canadian teachers' pension funds. Uh, yeah, uh, that's because in the past in York um, we had um, uh, Pearl Assurance uh, became general accident. Uh, they were very wealthy. Uh, they then had links to these Canadian teachers' pension funds and ultimately lots of property in York, apparently, is owned by the trustees of these various uh, Quebec and Ontario pension funds. Uh, on top of all that, some big, big commercial landlords there. Uh, the city council owned quite a little bit as well. And, of course, they, as with all commercial property, they can't see a decrease in the rents because they think there'll be a domino effect. So it sounds like a standoff now. We've been on see Corny Street now is really quite shocking, um, I, was, I was surprised though, Bruce. There was a property on Coney Street for sale the other day. It was four hundred and fifty-five thousand pounds. So I assume that's free old. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean, you talk about it. Coney Street. I didn't think that was too bad, really, because it had yeah. two two stories above that was uh, could have been uh, residential accommodation. Exactly. It wasn't, I mean, a, it wasn't a big shop, but like happened. you say, for a freehold on one of the busiest streets in uh, in a tourist city like York, I thought, well, you know, I expect it to be a little bit more, really. It is. It's kind of a sign that the, the, the commercial landlords are sort of saying, right, let's just give up, let's sell it, which yeah. is, you know, uh, that was, was unheard of at one point. They never sell these things with us. So if they're, yeah. it's quite, if they're giving up on the street, though, it's not good, is it, really? No, and, mm. and, and I do worry about some of those bars and pubs, as we've talked about, you know, we're yeah. not still, I've mentioned a few podcasts this week, people saying that we're not sure yet how people's trends and, you know, what are people going to do? We talked last week about, I, I really want to go back to the pub. We're getting so used, and I heard uh, on the Opinions podcast today, you know, you, you can now sit at home. I can sit at home tonight on my iPad and order beer from across the country, a fantastic range of beer, fairly well-priced, and by probably tomorrow or maybe Sunday, it would be on my doorstep. Um, yeah. You know, and we, I couldn't do that a year ago because a lot of breweries didn't have web shops. They were, you know, they were local only. And now it's kind of, I don't know. So, you know, you worry about those high rates and high rents and whether they'll keep be able to keep going, really, with the uncertainty of, of how, you, you know, I think, I guess at the moment they're on rate holidays and the staff are furloughed. So it's interesting how that will that will pan out. Right. And, I mean, I was uh, staggered. I went looking for a Yorkshire pudding beer in there. House of Family Badness last Saturday. I've not been in there, I don't think, since about before March last year. And whereas well, there were three, three, three and a half walls of bottles and half a wall of craft beer, now there's literally four walls of craft beer and just the yeah. bottom shelf had some real ale on it. It was just staggering, really. 
and I suppose the shelf life and the cost the variety. So there's definitely a craft beer revolution coming on now. You know, it's uh, that was staggering to see that though in there. Nick, we had one outstanding question from last week. I don't know. Do you recognise this car park or why this might? Have oh, been it, this this must be King whoever. I mean, yeah. it's a surprise oh, it took yeah. him so long to find him when he had a big red circle on top of him. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. We were right. It wasn't Richard. You were talking about Richard the Second, who yeah. uh, made the decree about having beer signs so that you could. Yeah, his official the... beer tasters for yeah. taxis. Yeah. So it was Richard III that was founder of the car park in uh, Leicester a couple of years ago. So we just thought we'd clear that one up. Uh, and beery ham, cool then, because tell us about this this ham you've been eating this week. Yeah. It's a theme, isn't it? We've had we've had cream egg beer, we've had marmite cornettos, uh, we had some other weird beer combination, didn't we as well? And now you've been eating beery ham. So there I was rummaging around in the uh, reduced uh, fridge in, in Morris, in my local Morrison's, and um, came across this. I didn't really take much notice of the salt salt air blonde ale ham. All I saw it was starting for two pounds sixty five for I think there was four slices in there. I thought, blimey, that's a bit expensive, down to 89 pence. But as you can see by the use-by date, it was still good. So I acquired it, got it home, had it in a bit of a sandwich and thought, oh, this has got a different taste to it. Looks closer at the label, Saltair Blonde. Now, we've actually been to the Saltair Brewery, didn't we, Bruce? That was yeah, our we last have, trip yes. out that way. It was, it was a bit of a trek down. Blonde. Yeah, it was a bit of a trek down by the canal there. It wasn't an unpleasant walk. It was slightly industrialised. The brewery itself is, is sadly, it's just a, to say there's all those wonderful architectural mills and things like that around there, sadly, it's just an industrial shed, isn't it, Bruce? It is. And once again, because we were, I think it was either a Monday or Tuesday, there wasn't anybody else in there apart from ourselves. And uh, the lad behind the counter was just going through the, the motions, I think, of, you know, he would probably preferred that we hadn't been there. He could have cracked on brewing or whatever he would normally be doing. So, yeah, we didn't stop around long. We, I think we had one or two, didn't we? We had a quick, quick move. They haven't got a shop as such. They've just got a, a cabinet uh, with a few bits and pieces in. But so, yeah, so I tried the Saltair Blondale ham and, um, yeah, it wasn't unpleasant. Um, it had a sweeter taste to it, but, uh, yeah, there we are. Saltair Blonde. And, and they've, got their, they've got their logo, haven't they, on the, on the pack, which yep. is actually quite nice for them as well. And I don't know, yeah. they get obviously something from it. So very well, I don't we know so, with beer logos in West Yorkshire because Osset had a fantastic logo. <laughs> and they've gone, and then again, Saltair, remember, they're quite nice pump clips. That's dire, isn't it, really? Um, I mean, it's, an S, it's just an S and a B for those that are, again, not on the on the YouTube. Or the, yeah. It's a circle with a big S, a B, with a slash and a dot below it, which, again, Bruce, a marketing expert, has probably charged them several thousand pounds to come up with that concept. Yeah, so outrageous, isn't it? Yeah. It's, 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 it's the logo next to it that people are offended by nowadays, though, so I've been reading the press. People are offended that the Union Jack is putting these products. Uh. <laughs> and we talk about our snowflake society. Well, uh, hang on though, Nick. I, I'm going to say, uh, living in the potteries, that we had Union Jacks on pottery and, and made England for pottery. And the the irony was, they was they weren't made in England at all. They were stamped made in England because there was a, some again loophole that you could make pottery, for example, in China, uh, import it into England and finish it in England, and therefore you could stamp it made in England. So I'm that's, not quite sure. It's all about the that's flag. That's the I ironic thing. You the... go to China, Hong Kong, Japan. They love wearing the Union Jack. People yeah. around the world love our flag. Anyway, yeah. let's not All of let's not come on. Let's stop. We're anymore. talking about beer. We're talking about beer. So, beery news. Our beery news this week. Uh, I just I put in the one about Ilkley. Uh, they are brewing. We've got Ilkley a few times tonight. They are brewing a new beer for 2021 called Hope, uh, which is a uh, hop optimistic pale at four yeah. percent. That was quite yeah. nice, isn't it? 
Good little idea, that. A hoppy hope beer. Uh, Nick, I think you sent me, this is the uh, our kind of area, uh, their beer list, or not, not beer list, their pub list for this year's G, or next year's G. Good this beer is guide. A, this is a short list, which they then ask uh, members of camera to vote on. Yeah. And again, interesting, we've quite a few of those pubs we might mention tonight. And if you want to, again, we've mentioned in previous episodes as well, it's quite interesting. And then, Bruce, you sent in one about Weatherspoons are going to open 18 new pubs. Yes, astonishing, 2,000 jobs. And another well, one in Leeds as well for us. Another one in Sheffield. Yeah. It sounds like Kieran has joined us. I hope. He's, he's, hello. He's got the Italian as well. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Kieran Murray, how, how the devil are you? I'm very good, mate. How are you? We're very good. We're very good. So, I'm, Mike's talking. Can you see us all as well, Kieran? Are I, you on the? I can see. I can see you. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lump, jump forward to the your. Well, obviously your your profile picture on the Yorkshire Railway because oh, we're we, we not quite got there yet. But we're gonna. We, we're very. We're gonna talk about Malton first, Kieran, which you know very well. And then we're oh. gonna. We're gonna get to Pickering on the coastliner. I'm going to jump on the the world's best uh, preserved steam railway. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't, th- I don't think Kerry Kieran never went out drinking much in Bolton. He was too busy hanging around Wentworth Street car park with his. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I didn't, I didn't get out eventually. <laughs> with, with his hot rods and things like that. Yeah, well, someone needed to terrorise the town, didn't they? <laughs> now, Kieran, we always start this podcast by just checking what we're all drinking. Now, your uncle Bruce is, is a bloody letdown. He's, he's doing a beer podcast. He hasn't drunk beer for about four months now. Uh, you, I know you, you're very busy at the moment, obviously getting ready for opening. Uh, if you are drinking a beer, or if you were going to drink a beer, what would you be drinking? Believe it or not, now, I was just have to get a Southern Comfort, actually. Oh, well, well, you go with that. I don't mind I'll comfort. have to have a beer. I've had enough of beer this week. <laughs> Because you're regular at the Malian Spout, aren't you? Yes, I am, yeah. Oh, that's useful, because we're going to talk about that in a short while. What do you think you're going there? Black sheep, normally. Oh, Ah, right. Kieran's a remarkable young person. How old are you now, Kieran? I'm 32. He's 32, so he's been going to pub since 18. I've never seen him put his hand in his pocket and buy a drink yet. That's not bad in 14 years. That's how you should do it, isn't it? Cheap now. <laughs> we can't all get away with it, though. I oh, know, it's, it's starting to get a bit harder to do it now. <laughs> I should think so, it's up to 14 years. <laughs> so just for our listeners that are listening to us, I know we have some guys that listen to us in America and in Spain, and I know some of you will be on the podcast and some of you on YouTube. Uh, you might have worked out that Kieran and Bruce are, are related, so... Uh, Kieran is Bruce's uh, uh, no, other way around. Bruce, Bruce, no, hang on. Kieran is nephew. Bruce's nephew, and, <laughs> and Bruce is Kieran's uncle. And if you have managed to catch Channel 5's the Steam Railway, ignore Yorkshire Piglet Railway. and sorry, Yorkshire Railway, ignore Piglet and all them other freaks. The guy in the carriages who always gets them out of problem uh, is Kieran, who's normally Oy. either drinking a hot chocolate or uh, in the middle of some event. Managing to find the stuff that will turn the lights on or the sound on uh, and work it through. Are you, are you? Have you been filming again, Kieran? Is there is there another series on its way? Uh, at the moment, because of COVID, it's stopped that. But at the moment, nah. we're doing, uh, busy doing actual proper films at the moment. <laughs> proper films, because yeah. of, you're also you're also a Harry Potter theme place, aren't you? Because um, was was it? Yeah, well, believe on? it or not, where I am actually uh, doing this now, uh, I'm actually sat in Harry Potter's Hogmeade Station. Ah, there you go. Is that Gromont that was Harry Potter? The, no, Gothland. Oh, Gothland, right, okay. Good stuff. So we're going to come back. So I'll tell you what, let me flip back to where we were. Because we've just yeah. now, oh, I've got one more thing to challenge you, your uncle on. 
Bruce, Go on, you had this wonderful idea telling us about the Malmaison Hotel in York, and you were you were waxing lyrical about sitting on that rooftop in a few weeks' time. And now you've told me that it's going to be an Asian tapas fusion cocktail bar. That's not or, quite you could be in the Maltins, which I've got some pictures on the screen here. You can be in the Maltins having a lovely pint of Rudgate or a lovely pint of mm. Osset. Are you yeah. going to really go on that rooftop well, nobby hotel and have a Not if I have to spend cocktail? £30 on some Asian tapas for a bottle of beer, I stick the Maltins. But yeah, it does look impressive though, doesn't it? Yeah. Not really, no. No. <laughs> I, I, I think I'd prefer to be in the Maltins in one of those, looking at, as we said last week, all those fantastic signs. Drinking some fine ale, sat on that toilet seat. I think that would be the best Sean, thing to do. Sean might stock, start stocking some prawn crackers behind the bar or something. <laughs> <laughs> or Sean could do the chilli, actually. Offer the chilli to the uh, Asian fusion tapas bar at Malmaison. No, that, that's too. Mexican, not Asian. <laughs> and and, and I Hot stuff. <laughs> hot stuff. So the plan tonight is we are going to do this North Yorkshire Moors Coast Tour. Uh, which is the one of the last little beer trips that, that Nick and I went on some time ago. And I'm up there in a couple of weeks' time. I say, uh, when Boris lets us out, I'm off to Whitby. Why not? Uh, so we will, we're will. we going to start in Malton, because that's what the bloody podcast is called. Uh, but obviously, you probably just want to get off the train in Malton, possibly, and then get yourself towards Pickering. Uh, and I was just thinking of a quick pit stop in Malton. So my recommendation would be the Brass Castle. Was that house. pit stop or piss stop? <laughs> no, we, we did all that stuff last week about York Taps toilets, so we're not going to go back there again. Uh, Kieran, there's a theme every week. We, we end up, you, you, your uncle and, and Nick talk about toilets virtually oh, every nice. week. It's some kind of oh. fetish that they have about pub <laughs> toilets, which is becoming a bit of a theme, really. Um, well, we've, mentioned, we've mentioned Kieran's toilets as well. He's got some new toilets on his carriages now, so he don't have to lie in the poo on the tracks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would come up eventually, yeah. Let's talk yeah. a lot of shit. <laughs> now that, that could be a channel five, that could be definitely a channel five program in its own way. Yeah. The, the, the turds of the railway. Anyway, so nip up if you get out of the station at York at Malton, sorry, either off the bus or off the train, if you zip up uh, whatever the gate that is over the river, in front of you will be the Brass Castle Tap House. So Brass Castle is a brewery that seems to be going massive. I keep to hear it all the time, and lots of people talk very highly of it. Um, I particularly like their Bad Kitty, so I definitely have a pint of that, which is a very nice um, kind of, what, porter style stouty beer, which is quite nice. Yeah. Uh, the Tap House has got slightly limited, I think it's the licensing laws in our great town, so they don't, they're not all, they're not open like a normal pub, and they're fairly limited opening hours, so please double check if you're getting there fairly early to Malton, uh, just check if they're open or not, and they tend to open towards the end of the week, and not at the start of the week. So the alternative, we said, was Nick's Local, which is the new Malton, Nick, which you've mentioned a few times, up in the marketplace, which again, is only about what five minutes walk, I guess, from yeah. station and thing. They they open a bit earlier because they're a bit more of a kind of a pub, uh, restaurant, cafe type place in the day. So you'd probably still get a beer there, Nick, wouldn't you? Fairly early on. Yeah. yeah what about the front? About the front round the spotted cow. Surely worth a visit if it's open. It's under refurbishment. It's surrounded by scaffolding. So I went through a pier through the window the other weekend, and uh, I'm just hoping that they haven't changed it too much because it looks like they put new floor in the front uh, little snug, which used to be that classic Yorkshire, Yorkshire stone on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, Rose's mirror, embossed mirror, has disappeared from over the um, fireplace. Oh, so I'm, I'm just hoping that some of the original art is left. Uh, as far as I know, it's still Rory. 
Rory Queen that, oh, that right, had the had had yeah. the manager landlord of yeah. it. I think the Fitzwilliam had, had insisted on on it being refurbished because obviously the estate owned the pub. Rory wasn't too keen because Rory was still involved with Chapter Two and also he'd, he'd taken over the Creswell Arms that very sadly had a fire in there. Um, but as I say, it's been closed for what at least eight. Well, probably all the last year during lockdown. Yeah, so. Yeah. Been closed a year and a half at the moment, Bruce. Uh, but I say, yeah, work has been done on it, but I just hope that they haven't ripped the bloody guts out of it because it yeah. was, yeah. we've talked about it before, it was one of those technical heritage pubs and certainly the, the room on the left-hand side with the, the classic Yorkshire stone uh, floors and, and the old wooden benching, that's still in there. Very, un, If you remember, it's very narrow benches. It wasn't the, the most comfortable a scene to sit on, but it was very, very uh, traditional. But again, uh, just again, just if you've not been to Morton, uh, Morton is well, it's Lamar, has a what was a market town is a market town. They uh, it's quite unique at the moment in that the market is still hanging on. It's still pretty much in the centre of town, and this pub kind of looked over the market. So it was obviously the, when the farmers came in on market days, it had a again it had early like early opening, so you get a pint there eight in the morning. And I think we would say that left-hand little snug is probably one of those you must visit this pub and just have a, even if you want a lemonade or a frothy coffee, have it in that front bar. And there's a picture on the wall there of two guys outside that pub. And I've, I've tried to find that picture. Uh, it's one of those Tetley bitter men join them. Uh, and it's a classic picture of a very early morning, two Me farmers, yeah. two yeah. market guys in the white coats, yeah. uh, having a pint at about half past seven in the morning. But uh, yeah. anyway, there we go. So they used, it, they used it as part of their national advertising. Did yeah. So it was again, one of the series that they used. Uh, so Morton, maybe just a quick pit stop. There are other, you know, there's cafes and things, and you can always pop in there. But you want it, you need to jump on the coastline, unfortunately, because. In the good old days, there was a railway from Morton to Pickering, which went kind of by the villages. Uh, unfortunately, that was Mr. Beeching and we will go. Stop me about going on about Tories in the past and ripping up railways. Um, and I don't know, Kieran, if the North Yorkshire Lost Railway make millions, uh, you, you may in the end build a railway back to Morton, which would be fantastic. Yeah. No, unfortunately, last time, we, <coughs> last time we did a feasibility study, we were looking at 22 million. Yeah, so. yeah it's... There's a new cycle track being built. It's just just been uh, been developed uh, in the next month. They put new surfaces down, so you don't have to go along the A169. You can cycle from Morton Railway Station to Pickering Railway Station via the bridleways and backways and back lanes. So that's something oh. new that's coming to town. Kira, am I right? And that was quite... A, it, I thought it would have gone straight up, but apparently it didn't go via Rillington and then up the yeah, so, marshes. So yeah, so it used to jun- Rillington Junction. It was a straight yeah. off there, then to Lower Marishes across, and then across that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, you've got to get the buzz. So we've mentioned the coastline before, which is a cracking little service, and you can get all the way from Leeds all the way to Whitby and Scarborough on the coastliner. It will be full of silver surfers, so you might have to stand up because all the pensioners on their free passes will be there. Um, and look out for my mum and dad and kick them off the Taking the flasks and the sandwiches yeah. wrapped in tin foil, fighting um, for the front seats up, up top deck. If they're like my, our mum and dad, they won't even get off the bloody bus and just do a circuit because it's free. So they'll just get on the bus, go to Whitby and come straight back again on the bus. Uh, of egg that's what you can wind. do when you're... Anyway, so you've got to get the bus. You will go past some, somewhere called Eden Campnick, which is probably worth calling in if you had a spare half an hour. And you, you might half even have some hour? beer there, wouldn't you? Half a day. Half a drinking. day. Yes, we're, we're, we're looking at... Um, yeah, we're looking at... Um, Potential uh, supplies at the moment. We've been using Cropton in the past, or should they be called the Great Yorkshire Brewery, or should they be called the 84 Brewing Company? Um, but obviously, with the number of different breweries in the area now, we're looking at all options. Uh, but yeah, we used to have the Eden Camp Bitter, 
and we used to have Tunnel Buster, but then we swapped Tunnel Buster for a beer called Blackout, which is uh, one that Cropton make, which is a very nice, once again, it's a porter, a uh, vanilla porter, and that's that's my favourite out of the two, actually. So, yeah, uh, unfortunately, we don't sell enough beer to put it on uh, keg or cask, so it's just just bottles at the moment, but, yeah, there we are. So you definitely have to get a ticket for the, for the railway, but to be honest, if you were looking for a day out here or maybe a weekend even, the, the day tripper rate that Coastline is pretty good, quite effective, because that would get you, in, you know, from, for example, Whitby down to Scarborough and then Scarborough back to Morton or Leeds. 17.50, they're quoting on their uh, website at the that's, moment. And that that's is what it says on the screen, Nick. All right, OK, well, that, yeah. There, look. All right, yeah. <laughs> And they said I, I do. I don't. I don't just make this up, you know. I do, I do do a little bit of preparation. And hey, think I was, about I was, it. No, I was looking more at the seagulls and stuff. That's a black oh, yeah. bull there, and it <laughs> looks, right. looks like on. a kitty wake on top Shut of that up. sign. Shut up! Right, move on. So you get on the coastline and you go by a Thornton Dale, which is very nice, and you end up in Pickering, which is kind of a, I don't know a bit of a miniature Malton, really. It's a it's a place that feels like it's kind of on the on its way up again. It's got a very nice little kind of yeah. high street with some couple of nice pubs and some nice shops there. Uh, again, you probably won't have very long because you know you're cracking on here, as, as we always say. Really, we'd certainly say try and get in the sun. The sun's on the kind of the main kind of Kirby Moorside Scarborough Road, a little bit slightly out of the town centre, uh, mm. but it's a cracking pub that's been in the camera good beer guide forever. Uh, a two room pub, isn't it, Nicholas? Not a one room pub, as sometimes mm. can be a mistake. Two room pub with a lovely big beer garden as well, actually. And, and I put in the notes they do a quite a nice beer festival. And then you need to head towards the station, which you can't really miss in Pickering. It's fantastic because it's literally on the end of the high street and you'll probably smell or hear or see the steam trains, which are often in there as well. There is quite a handy little kind of station hotel across the road. I don't mind. I quite like it in there. I've been there a few times. It's not too bad. Um, that's, that's actually shut down at the moment. Oh, has it? Uh, and I don't know what's happening. There's, there is plans that we're trying our hardest to buy it in terms ah, of right, proper railway themed pub. Yeah. Well, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, which is well, unfortunately, we're dealing with Green King. Uh, yeah, I did. I've noticed of Green King. They do have they have rooms there as well. The little kitchen. So you can, if you were maybe yeah. when it does reopen, it would be a great place to stop because you could come back and on the train and stuff. Nick's mentioned Cropton. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. We've talked about Cropton before. That's where the Great Yorkshire Brewery is based. I don't. I think you'd probably have to get a taxi out of Pickering to get up to Cropton, wouldn't you? I think yeah. from Pickering at the moment. Yeah, that's all you can do. Yeah. There's probably a buzz once every three weeks that goes there and back again. Um, and there's no trains. So what you've then got to do is you've then got to get on this North Yorkshire Moors Railway. Uh, and that goes from Pickering up to Gromont. And on good days, Kieran, it also goes to Whitby, don't you? Is that mainly in the uh, summer? So every day of the week we go to Whitby now. Ah, right. Running, yeah. Fantastic. So, and at Gromont, you can also nip on to, you get on the Northern Rail to Middlesbrough, couldn't you, as well? And That's go, it, yeah. That Ask Valley line as well. So Pickering, Levisham, you can ask to stop off at Newton. I don't know why you wouldn't get up at Newton Dale. There's bugger all there. But if you're walking, yeah. I guess, it's a nice place to go. Uh, yeah. We mentioned Gothland and then, uh, I don't know, is Gromont kind of the centre of the railway? Or Gromont's where our engines are all based and all our heavy engineering. So you can, there's a, there's a really quirky pub there, which you have to do, it's a railwayman's. Real Women's Club, it's called the Crossing Club. Oh, yes, we've got that a, later it, on. Yeah, yeah, so we'll get on to yeah. But yeah, so good. But there's a really good walk if you get off at Goth and you can walk down the original railway line to Gromont. All right, and if you get a few beers, it's a beautiful walk. Right yeah, 
Uh, a grown one can get quite busy, though, can't it? I've always felt that ghost ones are often a little bit quieter than grown one. Yeah. I think all your kind of trained, spotted guys go to grown one, and there'll be lots oh, of cameras, yes. lots of cameras <laughs> working around. And then, as you say, you can then you and you stop at do you stop at slights and rust up, or do you go straight to Whitby from Gromont on? We the, go straight to Whitby, straight yeah. to Whitby, yeah. Which again, or again, there is a, a service, a Northern Rail service, that stops at those other places as well. You could get off. Yeah, and if you have to through. jump off at Levisham and go up to the Fox and Rabbit at Lockton, how long would it take you? It'd take you at least 45 minutes. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, stiff uphill climb as well, isn't it? But worth yeah, a visit, got... isn't it? The Fox and Rabbit at Lockton. Uh, yeah, but the Fox and Rabbit's absolutely amazing pub. It really is a stunning mm. pub. It's just the distance and the hill you've got to climb up. <laughs> it's yeah. okay coming down, but you really know about it. But if, you, <laughs> if you're in the yeah. mood for a really stiff hike and a sense of achievement, worth going to Fox and Rabbit. It's the, the path takes you more straight up there, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, it sort of using the. When was the last time you did any stiff hiking, bro? <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've watched. I've watched the train from the top of the hill at Levisham. <laughs> uh, and then I've also just put on the uh, the right hand side there for those on YouTube the Esk Valley line, which is the Northern Rail line, or wh whoever owns that. I don't know what it's called these days. The yeah. the Tory government rail line, yes, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, runs from uh, Gromont to Whitby, or actually it's from Middlesbrough really to Whitby, and it calls them at Gromont. Um, and then we've mentioned slights. I mean, it before there's a couple of pubs in slights, but they're very often not not open. There's a good pie shop or a good butcher's we've mentioned. Oh, you can yeah, walk. So it's a nice walk from Slight. So we've been actually down there, down there again. That, that another real yeah. crap there. Again. That's a beautiful walk. Yeah. yeah. And under yeah, the I mean, lovely you've, arches. You've got, you've got the pub at the bottom of the uh, of the hill, uh, Blue Bank is it, that is a Green King pub. And then you've got the Salmon Leap, which is down on the river. But I mean, once again, that's been, oh, that's... I've seen for the last year and a half, it's just been refurbished. It's had skips yeah. outside. It's been absolutely gutted. So, I mean, it might be worth looking there once they finish because the amount of time and money they must have spent on the place, it's, it should be pretty spectacular inside, but uh, not quite sure what's happening. Do you know anything about that, Kieran? I don't think it's actually opening back as a pub. I think it's off to become accommodation for the uh, potash oh, yeah. man. Yeah. All right, okay. Unfortunately, yes. it's looking. It's really looking like that from what I've gathered. Because I mean, they, they, they were making more money doing that than running it as a pub, unfortunately. Just accommodation, right? Yeah, I mean, the location yeah. once again, because you buy the railway, you're also by the river, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, but well, again, you go you, you go further down to Russell and you've got the bridge, which is a nice pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, that's really weird. Open now is that? It never seems to be open. We've been there, isn't it? But I guess it's just got it's just got new management now. Actually, oh, right, so okay. well, hopefully it'll well, improve. Yeah, and it's lovely. Well, was, it? That's I a nice way. We we might do that when you're in Whitby next week, Mike. If we. Yeah. Uh, if we're allowed to meet up, we'll have a walk out and have a walk yeah. around via there. And, and I think if, you, if you're driving to Whitby, especially in the summer, I would always say go that way. It's a lovely little route down by the river there. And it's a bit quieter than trying to get in the top end, which you'll just queue probably when it's dead busy um, to kind of try and get in there, really. So, uh, so Kieran, we're going to talk a little bit about the, the railway now. I guess it's been a challenging well, 12 months plus, really, hasn't it, for you guys? Because um, you, you opened, a, did you open a bit in the summer and then had to shut down again? Yeah, unfortunately, we opened up in July and we managed to go to the October and then the course, course lockdown came in. But we we were able to we had to struggle with our trains. We had to do social distance trains, so you yeah. know half the amount of people we can normally carry uh, and pre booking and all this sort of thing. You couldn't just turn up on the day and go for a ride. And I was thinking it's almost like a zoo in it because. Uh, these 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 engines, these carriages, they're like the living. You've got to keep on them. So you guys can't all be furloughed and just come back in a year's time. Uh, no, you no. Know, I guess you've got a core staff that have had to work throughout this with volunteers as well. Just just keeping those things ticking over, a bit yeah, like you would for you know animals. 
Well, that's the problem. We actually, at first, we tried doing a full lockdown and everyone going, but it created so many problems. So yeah. we found within the first month of lockdown, you couldn't afford to do that. We had to have staff in nurturing these engines, doing the repairs I yeah. needed. You know, yeah. and loads, and we came, and we've still got issues now from having that just that one month off. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it is a full-time 24-7 yeah. sort of yeah. operation. I think that that's what comes across on the TV series that it is, you know, it's a labor of life. It's a labor of love, isn't it? That you guys are so passionate about this. And I know you have a core staff, but you have so many people who volunteer as well. And again, just want to make the big shout really. I know you've got to kind of just give in a, uh, you know, a, um, uh, asking people to support the railway. Uh, we made a donation before we before we kind of did this one, uh, and it's quite easy. Go on your website, you can get that. And I think that's gone quite well, though, hasn't it? Have you had, you've had a few a few pounds from that, have you? We've done really well. Yeah, the donations and grants we've had have been absolutely superb. Like they've they've what made us survive this long. Because yeah. unfortunately, other railways in the same boat as we haven't survived. The Langoughlin Railway in Wales, unfortunately, that's really? on the brink of closure. Yeah, that's right. it. Okay, wow. that was probably yeah. The, yeah. The administration they're in, so it just shows you. No, so no, the no. support of people have been brilliant, and the more they give, the better. And I think the other thing that comes across on the on the TV, uh, Kieran, is that you guys are always having to think forward. You're always having to kind of plan for uh, either, you know, bringing the punters in or thinking about what's the next thing that you can do. I guess there's a lot of logistics about engines and, and, and rail carriages around the country that you, you, share, you swap, you share, don't you? And I guess all that's just completely gone, gone to pot, has it? Yeah, completely. It's, you know, overnight, all that, these big events we had, like our war weekend, Steam Gale, the whole thing was cancelled. You know, there was no way you could do it. You couldn't have mass crowds, you know, pickering yeah. at war weekend. Can have up to 90,000 yeah. people over that weekend. Yeah. You know, it's, you just can't do it. So we've lost war weekend this year as well, unfortunately. And have you got engines elsewhere in the country that have gone off the thing? We've got them? carriages and engines on hire all over the country. <laughs> so we couldn't do anything with them. They were stranded where They're they were. They're all stranded there. And I guess it's not uh, cheap to put a, an engine on top of a flatbed and drive it, whatever, through the miles. I guess that, that's not no, cheap, I imagine. Unfortunately, it's five grand every time you want to do that. <laughs> yeah, God. So even uh, standing still, you lose, you know, you, you, you're bleeding money, aren't you? Uh, you are. And day, the worst thing, believe it or not, the worst thing for a train is keeping it stood still. Yeah. Because the damping coaches and that is just there yeah, within yeah. days. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, come on, we're going to talk about beer now. So what's the, is any links with beer? I mean, I know um, Cropton actually do some beers, don't they, linked to the railway? Yeah. And you do you do offer, you sometimes have a real ale focus on some of the trains and you, you obviously have beers on the train and stuff. So what we, what we might be doing this year, we're doing a steam gal and we're hoping to have a beer festival tied in with it at Gothland and have up to 50 beers on tap. Wow, and that sounds a good so plan. That's end of September, and that's hopefully what that what we do that for is actually pays to bring all these visiting engines in and coaches, yeah. and that yeah. pays the transport bill. Mm-hmm. So you've had, you've had a beer festival be- before, haven't you, Kieran? Yeah, it's our, our fifth beer yeah. festival now. So right, we've grown. Yeah. We started off with twelve beers, and now we're up to fifty. So we're not doing bad. Fantastic. I think Jen, that, that is a podcast in the future. I think we will be there <laughs> broadcasting live. Now, I want to. I want to. Obviously, we've talked about Cropton Brewery or Great Yorkshire Breweries there now, and they have done a few beers for you. Um, and here we have another two, I won't say stars. Uh, well, Piglet is a bit of a star. I'm not sure about Chris. Um, well, you, Chris is looking a lot thinner because you've stretched the photograph no. there. Yeah, you have, yeah. Uh, do, you, do, you get, do you get a fan mail, Kieran, on this TV series? I do, unfortunately. I've, I bet, gonna, I've, yeah. I've had some quite attractive women over well. <laughs> Whisper that one. Yeah. And I guess Piglet, I guess Piglet does as well. I bet Piglet gets a lot of grannies that want to take, take him oh, on. Yeah. He loves the granny attention, yeah. <laughs> 
and he gets all sorts of random things knitted for him and you name it. <laughs> uh, I'm not imagining the chief the chief gets a few. Does he get any fan mail? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he gets some <laughs> unusual mail. What's that fan mail? <laughs> So what's it like doing that TV series, Q? Because it's being, I, I, you know, I, I know, I, I, I know lots of people who watch it who don't know about, you know, the railway. They just love, they love the scenery, they love the crap, they love you guys. They just love, you know, you are so passionate about what you're doing. You, I guess, you're all very natural. You're not bloody media trained or anything. You just do your job and just talk about it. Yeah, it's quite hard because obviously you've got to do what you do on a normal day with yeah. a book. A bullet poking a camera in your face, and it and it's not just that the railways see they follow you home after ah, be really? going for a weekend out at a steam rally, and they'll be following you with a camera. You know, you're trying to do your own thing with your friends, and there's a guy poking a camera. It gets a bit awkward. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and but, and I guess they did they film loads and loads and loads, and you only get to see they, it. They, film, they absolutely film mountain loads. Yeah, you know, yeah. they can be solid for months, and you know, out of that month, I might use ten minutes. Yeah. Two minutes, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah it can be a bit annoying when you've done and sometimes you've done some really good stuff like really interesting stuff but someone who's with you won't sign a release form so the whole thing's <laughs> completely nonsense oh, right mm. and how many what how many series it must be two or three series have you done now is that so this is our third series yeah third, so. right okay yeah yeah and i presume you get a bit of you get a bit of longer for doing some of this that helps the railway in a, in a and obviously great the, PR, rail, the railway gets paid we don't obviously we're yeah. just at work as normal <laughs> yeah it's, it's the yeah, advertisement yeah. and promotion, it, Kira. I think after the first series, your yeah. pre-bookings for the uh, oh, it was the, the, the catering, the uh, the nighttime evening meals that you did, just basically, I think it went phenomenal for you, didn't it? It, it just went insane. It crashed our website, unfortunately, straight <laughs> yeah. away. We couldn't handle the traffic on our website. Yeah. It yeah. was, uh, but it's so bizarre because out of that, we've been doing loads of unusual things, like you know, we've, we've got to. We've had to write poems for kids, and you know, I've, I've taken a coach into Hull College as a training exercise for children, uh, for kids at Hull College. Yeah, doing so many bizarre that's things. Fantastic, isn't it? That's really good, really good. Right, look on. Let's talk about beer then. So, we're on the train. We've gone through um, uh, Levisham. We've gone. We haven't stopped at Newton because there's nobody walking people getting off and we've arrived in the heart of heartbeat country and again for those yes. people of a certain age this is that kind of mad police series that like, it went for quite a while didn't it actually with it the, is, yeah. 15, 15 series Bloody hell. and very anybody good. who'd been in a soap opera it wasn't very good ended up in heartbeat didn't they basically <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so emmerdale rejects Cornish street rejects anyway <laughs> it was it was light-hearted sunday night television where a bunch of coppers oh well once again it, it, it put that little part of north yorkshire on the national map and you know people from all around the world even though yeah. it hasn't been aired on television a new series in the last what 10 15 years people still come to see Heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, They're obsessed with it. We've got people from America and Canada who actually think all that stuff's <laughs> real. Like, you know, they absolutely love it. Yeah. And the village, the village was a shithole, if I've been honest, when I was kind of younger. Um, and obviously, it's made the village. And bless them, they, they test up, don't they? They have the police car and stuff. Uh, and of course, I always remember Gulf and famous with sheep. Because the sheep just wandering shit everywhere throughout the village, don't they? Now they're a bit of a star star performance now. So the Gothland Hotel was the agency of arms in the process that was always full of coppers. So all the robbers always used to go to post the post get the post get in, which actually is, is quite away from Gothland, didn't it? It's up in um, uh, what's Excellent. it called? Excellent. Yeah, up, up the road there. And that was the Black Dog in the series. And then uh, you mentioned the Malian Spa, which I've always been in there. It's quite a nice hotel, and it's well, named got... after a very famous uh, waterfall, isn't it? Around the back, which is yes. lovely. 
And you've also now got the In on the Moor, what's straight opposite ah, right. the Aidensfield Arms. Right. That's beautiful, that is. Absolutely stunning. All right. That, I couldn't find yeah. that. No, that's not in Watts Pub at the moment, so we'll need to check that one well, out. Oh, you need to give it a try. It is. It's yeah. a cracking pub. Well, that front, that front bar near the uh, the reception area, the Malian Spout. If you're going to call Winter's Day, they've got that great fire roaring. That's fantastic. Mm. And the actual yeah. uh, little uh, snug bar itself, just set back from there, is really atmospheric, isn't it? It's well worth very, it. very traditional sort of country hotel, country inn, isn't it? With a yeah. a lot, a lot of wood, a lot of varnished wood, and and, and comfy, comfy fixtures and fittings. Yeah. Very traditional. But I'm guessing, actually, the Malin Spout is not a bad shout because the other players get absolutely rammed at yeah, well, high season, don't As they? I've said, I wouldn't recommend the Heartbeat Pub at all. Yeah. it's Yeah, it's, uh, you don't get service with a smile, <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> so, now, we've, we've also got to mention, while you're in Gothland, you have got to make, I think it's about a mile up the road, uh, but this is, again, probably one of those little gems that, it, again... I don't know. It, as you can see in the picture, that it can get quite busy in high season. It's one of those ticky pubs that a lot of beery weenies want to tick off. But I, you know, we I've been going there. Well, I, me and Bruce, remember going there when he served out, out of jugs, didn't they, Bruce? Didn't have pumps yeah. Yeah, when the old lady was there. Um, this is a classic little country boozer. It literally is the middle of nowhere, and yet thousands of people get there. The uh, Birch Hall Inn, which is a place called Beckhall, which is about about a mile carrying from. It's a, it's a mile downhill, yeah. It's, oh, it's a nice walk. Now, yeah. am, I, am I right in saying you can actually walk down the old railway line from yeah. Gothland to there, can't you? That's it. You can walk down the old railway incline straight to it. It's a nice, yeah. it's a beautiful walk. Yeah. And then my notes say, which I think I've got from I don't know, one of the pub guys, it says basically there are two rooms. Uh, one is called the big room, which is very small, and yeah. the other room is even smaller. Yeah. And then in between, you've got a fantastic sweet shop. Yeah, and to be honest with you, yeah. Bruce, you spent more time in the sweet shop, I think, last yeah, time we were yeah. in there, than you're drinking beer. You came yeah. out with fecking thousands of pounds worth of bloody bags of sweet because it is one of those little old-fashioned sweet shops isn't it, that you can sell everything and it god knows how, how they get the stock and stuff there is unbelievable i don't know how they get the stock i don't know how they get the beer there but that's my usual summer's night that finish work <laughs> go down for a pint of pint <laughs> yeah. and i guess kieran after about six o'clock half six it's quite nice isn't it it's mainly it's a beautiful because all the tourists have yeah. gone you've got to yourself yeah yeah what well, time do they open till kieran on evening eight o'clock normally Right, okay. Uh, yeah. It depends how much you're supping, bros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you stagger back from there. And again, uh, I guess, Kieran, will that be open at lunch times in the summer as well? It, as it does. It, open, it opens uh, 12 till 2 in the, on the daytime, then it yeah. opens up again at 6 till 8. Uh, this time of year, normally, it'd probably be closed on lunchtime, wouldn't it? This time of year, normally. Yes, would it would, yeah. Easter yeah. would be, but it opens up. Um, and then you get back. And, and in terms of the trains on your line, Kieran, how often are they running? Are we normally we normally have a train every hour, every hour. Yeah, so you've got you've got a, a bit. You could probably have a, a quick drink in Gosland, sip up to the to the uh, Birch Hall, and probably get back within an hour. And wouldn't you just well maybe maybe you get the next book train. And then the next up the line is as Kieran said is Gromont, which is the kind of more of the kind of epicenter of the railway. It's where all your engine sheds are. And interesting little town really. Do you know what I learned this week that Gromont means big hill, doesn't it in French? And I've lived, yeah. I lived around there for 30 odd years and I never realized that yeah. that's what it comes from. It means big hill because oh, there is a fecking yeah. yes. big hill in there to get up to down into Bromont. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's a it's, trust me, when it snows, it's a nightmare. Oh, I can imagine. It's pretty steep, isn't it, Kieran, as well? It's steep. Oh, it's very big, steep. <laughs> I'm amazed how the coaches from. get down, you know, those bloody tourist coaches, how they, how they get up and down there. Yeah, but normally don't make it though. <laughs> 
And as you said, there's some interesting little boozers. And the st- well, you tell us the station tavern seems to well they they pump themselves up that they're a kind of bit of a re phoenix out of the ashes that they've done quite a bit of work on that very nice building. So the story behind that is the station that hotel in Gromont uh, was actually when it, when all the volunteers started there, they all got kicked out because we were all a mucky lot. So all the engine crews decided what we'll do, we'll open our own bar. Ah. And this is how the crossing club appeared. Ah, right, yeah. And uh, now they've just spent a load of money completely redoing it inside and out. They're finally getting some decent beers on. So And they've completely re- come back to life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so actually, it really... and if you're a camera member, you can get in the crossing club, I understand. I know it's a members club, yeah. but I think if you're a camera member, you can get in there. And they, sound tough, so they have some great beers on in there as well, by the sounds of it. So you've got some nice choices now. And I guess, again, you've got a footfall in the summer. It must be phenomenal in a normal world. Yeah. Um, there are literally thousands, as you said, thousands of people probably mainly on Gromont every uh, summer's day. It's worth yeah, mentioning, oh yeah. if you're on the dining train, you know, you get your starter and your main course, uh, if you go on the picket to Gromont way, and it, things turn around at Gromont, and you've just got time to nip off into the crossing club and have a, a half or a very quick pint and get back on board before the train sets off again. If yeah. you let them, They will let you in if you're yeah. on the dining train. Yeah. Very quick yeah. The only thing to watch out for on a summer's Saturday when it's gorgeous weather is it's a gallon walk is Gromont on part of that part of the route there and it can get absolutely heaving with people yeah. from Tickside. Yeah. 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 And I guess it's to a point where you can't let more people on the trains, Karen. that you'd literally have to say that we're full. But we, it, yes, it does get to a point, you know, it gets to a certain point where it's completely overcrowded and you have to wait for the next train just like you would an underground. Yeah. That's, uh... but, so no, you've got... But, it's more the pubs that struggle than the railway, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. crossing club can probably hold maximum 40 people. It's a right. quirky little place. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, you've also got the co-op next door, which, again, is quite interesting that that's, uh, again, a very local kind of locals get the shop open. It's it's, uh, it's the world's oldest co-op. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. just very good trade, I, I imagine, selling Harry Potter ones and God knows what else, I guess, in there these days, and Yorkshire Fudge yeah. and God, <laughs> everything else. <laughs> Model trains. No, I, I was thinking the yeah. beauty of the steam train is you can hear it coming, can't you? So if you are sat having a beer outside the station yeah, and you know yeah. you've got a short, you know, you've got to get on the train, you can either smell it or hear it probably before it arrives, which is better than the kind of these new electric trains that just whiz into stations. So it's yeah. pretty good. As you mentioned at Gromont, you can then get on the northern so there'll be a, a regular service or that goes from Gromont as well, doesn't it? Is it another platform, Kieran, for the yeah. northern? Yeah, so rail? the opposite side of the care park, you've got another platform, your main line platform. And that's and it that's your middle river to Whitby line, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so you could if you're lucky, you'd be able to get on steam train and go all the way to Whitby, which I guess is a fantastic little ride, especially the last bit where you go under the arches uh, and yeah. past the kind of the the heart, the marina. Which must be like cool viaduct, yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it must be fantastic there. We walked over that viaduct just last time. Along the river esque. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. And then you arrive in, I think, which is probably the I think Britain's best bloody uh, seaside town is Whitby. Yes, it's full of goths and weird people, uh, but you've got some great beers, it's got some still got a bit of a fishing industry just hanging on there. It's got a great railway station uh, with a very nice bar into it, which I uh, uh, spent quite a few hours last half term in October spending there. So you you if you if you know Whitby, you'll know about the famous arches and the the very uh, picturesque harbour. Work it through there as well. And as I mentioned, the great thing about it now is there is a fantastic little micro pub 
on the station, which is the waiting room. I've been open probably for two or three years now, but uh, I just love this place. It's a fantastic little bar. Great uh, couple who, who run it and own it. It's not very big. And unfortunately, if you can't get in, you can't get in. They don't have a license to serve outside, unfortunately. So um, the, I, I put the picture there. There are literally one, two, three, four tables. I always sat where I took the picture there, this corner here, which is a nice little table just by the side of the bar there. For a little bar that, that has about, I don't know, probably less than the Grumont Club. I don't know how many. They're 20, probably. They normally, as you can see, they're five or six hand pumps on. Yeah. And it was fantastic beer. They do those little those flights, so you can try a... I think it's, they do fours in there, four, whatever they are, four quarters or four thirds, which is fantastic. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, Bruce and Nick, I don't think you've been in there, have you yet? I've been in no. there. It's, it's, it's a great... The yes, beers are great. There's really a great good. There because it's always quite busy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I would, um, I would say for, for, the, for the space that there is actually on the outside of the railway station, you know, it's crying out to allow them to put some tables and chairs out. Absolutely. You're not, yeah. not going to get a clientele in there that are rowdy because they don't sell spirits. They don't sell Do you know why they're not allowed to put outside furniture there? Network yeah, so this network rail, that's the main yeah. problem. We don't own the station, unfortunately. It's network rail owned and very, very strict on, you know, alcohol yeah. around working platforms. Yeah, which is sensible, I suppose. But I mean, even I'm thinking on the outside of the station building, you know, you've you've got a car park there, you've got footpaths, but those footpaths aren't used by pedestrians because if anybody walking from A to B basically walks with a car park. Yeah, yeah. So you, you know, you've got footpaths that are never actually going to be used for pedestrian. And if I remember rightly, it doesn't actually open onto, as you see there, it doesn't actually open onto the platform. It opens on at the side. I think they've done that on purpose. There's like a little, little alleyway. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. But it's a great little pub, a really nice couple in there. Just... Bear in mind, they don't sell lager, they don't sell Coke, they don't sell lemonade. Um, so my missus had to drink cider in there, which she quite like that because she got on. Again, they, great, given their due, they said, listen, do you like, she well, I like rosé cider. So we've got two rosés. Try that one, try that one. That's a bit stronger. That's a bit more fizzy, a bit like you get like a, she, my missus said, I like Strombo rosé, which went down quite well obviously in a micro pub. So anybody, yeah, given their due. They said, fine, we'll find... And they did. They were really good. They found us one. So that would be my definite protocol. Whitby can be absolutely manic in the summer. Well, manic all the year round, can't it, in a normal world, uh, to yep. be honest with you. Uh, there's stacks of pubs in Whitby. I've only chosen about three or four because there literally are thousands of them. Uh, there's a good weather spoons, which Nick, we, we off, we, we'd always go in weather spoons. I think that last time I had a pint with you was in, oh, you were drinking ghost ship. Um, yeah, we're driving. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it was. But uh, yeah. I think that last time we had a pint together back in October 2020, which yeah. sounds very bloody weird. Um, this is another place I discovered last time I was in Whitby, which is up um, on the Botham Street, Bruce, where you know very well because it sells cakes and fancies and very nice pies, <laughs> uh, which is, um, is it Skinner Street, isn't it? Skinner Street. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to kind of go up. It's kind of in the new side or the west side of Whitby, which we call the new side. Um, and this used to be a ladies, um, a ladies, uh, whatever, closing. Milliners, haberdashers, yeah. yeah. It's a tr very traditional um, store, isn't it? Yeah. Very Art Deco store. Yeah. Uh, again, a uh, fairly youngish couple opened this. Um, it was crowdfunded, apparently, to get it open. Uh, and I've got to say, I had some fantastic couple of afternoons in there. Um, uh, it was in lockdown, so they had the, you know, cigarette seating, but it was great. A really, again, fantastic people, really look after you. I think they do coffee and cakes in the morning, which is not bad, so they get a lot of yummy mummies and people in there. And then in the afternoon, you get a few more drinking guys in there. Again, massive choice of keg and cask and bottles. 
Uh, and again, we'll ask you kind of what kind of beer do you like? And let's do so. So I'd really recommend that. It's a bit surreal because you are literally sat in a in a what's it called, hosiery shop and where they were ladies' nylons there not many moons ago. Um, but definitely worth just walking up the hill a little bit and getting into there and working it through. And then the other one, of course, which is one that we always tend to go to, Nick, which is in the old town, which is on the east side of Whitby. <clears throat> so you go over the famous swing bridge, walk through the very narrow streets of the old town. Um, passing the jet shops and the sweet shops and the uh, gothy shops. And there'd be lots of people wearing very weird stuff in, in Whitby because it's kind of goth capital of the north, isn't it? And the Duke of York um, is at the bottom of the 199 steps. Uh, there's the boarding actually next door, which is a, a nice pub as well, really. But Nick, I don't know why we, we, we've always kind of, we've always gone to this pub, haven't we? Since we yeah. were quite I think small, really. There's... They've got a bit of a bigger fissure on the harbour than the uh, pub next door. And you've got, you know, different sort of areas within the pub, even though they don't allow you to reserve seats. You know, you've got the far end room, which is more for dining. Then you've got the bar area. Plus the, the choice realers were slightly better. They always used to do Copper Dragon, but they seem to have moved over to... Uh, Osset now, Osset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but they cool. always tend to have at least three or four realers on in there. And as I say, there's more chance of getting a seat in the window overlooking the harbour in the Duke of York than there is in the, what's it next to the, let, the lettered board, is it? Something the, like the, that. Board, the board in. The board in, yeah. 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 Well, they've because done it's... a consistently high quality food as well for years, haven't donkeys? Yeah. Haven't they? I, I was really reliable. I've got to say, it's a, it's a landlady in there, but the, staff, the bar staff are great. And I know, when, again, that's the last pint I had a pub in. Oh, is that right? Yeah. right, right, right. Last pub I had a pint in, uh, in October. Um, and we had a great, I mean, Nick, you came out a couple of nights. My mum and dad came with us. We actually stopped in a little house down the little ginn on the side there, which overlooked, overlooked the, the Sandgate Beach. It was fantastic. Uh, but really good. Uh, again, they have Whitby beers in there as well. So we had a few Whitby Jets in there, Nick, as well, didn't we? As well as the, the Ossets. And like you say, good food. And I put in the notes here. They do a ridiculously cheap lobster. So if you do want to try lobster or you like a lobster, it's ridiculously cheap when they get it, which is not when it's not in often. season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's it's well, I don't know how much would it be in it for a lobster salad in there. Fifteen quid. I th- yeah, I think a full lobster salad they're in fifteen quid. I mean, even the fishmongers down the road, you know, you, you're paying ten, twelve quid for a lobster. So, and in and- yeah, Andrew yeah. Pern's place on the harbour, you'd pay probably sixty quid, wouldn't you, for a lobster? Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, so it's a- probably came from Taiwan. <laughs> so, and, and if you walk out the door, if you take a big sniff in there, you probably will smell most days, which is my my favourite bit of Whitby, is Fortune's Kippers. It's never is, open. Yep. I'll yep. get off Come with on. you. It's never open. No, I don't agree with you. <laughs> I, I, I've never, ever been there when it's been shut. I've barely been there. It's been open. I was, I oh, well, you, you've got the wrong time, Bruce. It always smells yeah. like it's open, so you go walking <laughs> up the hill and it's bloody closed. Ah. <laughs> Do you not know the secret knot, Bruce? Three knocks and a tap on the on the on the smoking <laughs> door. So this is a, this is the oldie traditional. God knows how they get away with it because health and safety must give them a nightmare everywhere. This is a proper old kipper smokery. There's a little shop that doesn't look like it's been cleaned in about three hundred years. <laughs> uh, and next to that, normally, as Bruce says, is billowing oak smoke coming out of this thing. And if you're lucky, they'll open the door for you, or you can peek in and just see these tender hooks full of. Um, I think it's Norwegian. They told me last time I was in there. It's Norwegian uh, herring now, but they are fantastic kippers. You ask, you have to, you ask for, for pears because they don't understand any any business. And I asked for uh, last time I went in, I asked for some. I said, "Have you got any bacon?" 
I said, you did used to do bacon. Well, you get it, you get it. It's um, um, the butchers I've got some in the fridge. Oh, well, Mr. Mr. Fortune, Mr. Fortune has given me, give me a mouthful saying, fuck off, he wants fucking bacon. We shall keep busy. And I'm saying, you definitely smell, you definitely sell bacon, mate. Uh, you get your keepers wrapped in newspaper, uh, they are ridiculously cheap. Uh, if you get the large pair, you can feed probably a family of 16 on them. We all like a large pair, don't and, we? And, uh, <laughs> uh, but it's worth doing. And walk back down, and then obviously you go up the steps, the 199 steps, up to the Abbey, which is where Dracula banded up and his big black dog or whatever. So there'll definitely be people, there'll be people with black dogs. Took on hats. the form of a black dog as he came off the wrecked schooner in Whitby Harbour, bounded up the stairs, and that was where his home was, yes. So you'll see loads of freaks, middle-aged people trying to dress up as kind of whatever they are, goths. It's not that bad. There's only three or four days a year that they do it. Oh, I don't know about that. They'll be shrieking around a bloody church. It's the only thing they have to say at the Abbey is to, is to have some respect because they do tend to get ladies dressed in next to nothing, draping themselves over people's gravestones, which uh, isn't um, isn't very good, really, it's especially if it's your granny that's lying in that grave, so... And I always yeah. say, actually, on the picture there, the, actually, the church is the right St. Mary's of the Virgin, which is a Whitby's kind of parish church, which often gets a bit overlooked because the Abbey sits behind it. But it's a fantastic church. It's very weird inside. It's definitely going back several centuries. It's still a working church, but it was built by the shipwright. So they, a lot of the kind of, you feel like you're in a ship sometimes. But I think the, the, they have all these pews, which are separate pews, box pews, and if you walk down, there's kind of third-class pews, pews of visitors, and there's a there's a whole social hierarchy where yeah. if you were poor, you, you couldn't see the vicar. And if you were rich, you had a very nice pew at the front, and they're all boxed off so you couldn't see who was sat in there. The posh pews have very nice um, cushioning and carpet. The third-class pews are literally, you know, kind of fish boxes. Uh, but it's definitely worth going in there. It's a fantastic yeah. church to go in and look at. And then behind that is the Abbey, but more importantly, next to the Abbey is the Whitby Bridge. Look at that guy there doing that mash, mash done there. What Can you imagine working in a place like that? Wow. that that's your view. And, of course, the other side is the North Sea, which is yeah. over the cliffs and the lighthouse, which is uh, a great place. Amazing, isn't it? So I, I must admit, I, I fell in love with Whitby Brew last time I was up in Whitby. Great place, great beers. Um, we mentioned the, the Jet. Whitby Jet is great. Abbey Blonde's great as well. A fairly newish brewery. Uh, they're getting bigger and bigger. It's literally a farmyard that they brew out of. Uh, I'm really hoping on the 12th of, of April, as you can see there, they've got uh, they've extended their kind of tap room out into the uh, forecourt, put a lot of seed in there. They've got a pizza oven as well, which they've built in there as well. So it's worth the exercise to get up the steps. But secret here now, if you get on the town tour bus, it takes you right up there for about a quid. And drops your fright outside the doors. So You'll be telling everybody. Definitely a walk up to see to see that. Well, we won't be able to get a seat next week. <laughs> if you're speaking about Whitby, because anybody who's not familiar with Whitby, uh, it's probably one of the Britain's fish and chip capital now. There are literally dozens of fish shops. They all do fish shop fish and chips to a, an amazingly high standard. Um, Rick Stein, uh, famous uh, seafood chef. Uh, kind of put the Magpie Cafe on the map. He uh, said he thought they were best fish and chips he's ever had anywhere, but there's a lot of uh, disputed uh, views amongst people. Where, where do you think the best fish and chips are, Karen? Uh, at the moment, I think Quayside, next yeah. to the Magpie. I think they're gorgeous there. Uh... Yeah, that's one of our answers. I was at Mr Chips yesterday because I used to go to be about once every... I used to go out once every three weeks to work. And uh, I'd play pretty good. They do a cracking piece of yeah. cod. 
Incredibly sweet, and they're a bit underrated. Michael, where do you feel? Well, they always said Trenchers was a good place to go, and I, I think when we were probably younger, we probably went to Magpie's great, but you always got a queue. You do, uh, yeah. But I must admit, when, when we were there in October, I booked a table in the Magpie, and I had Scarborough Wolf, which is a bit of a weird, strange fish mm. that you need to know about it. It's kind of a cat. It's like a North Sea catfish, and I would recommend it, uh, and it's it's... It's, it's a bit like monkfish, but between monkfish and a cod. And I've got to say, it was fantastic uh, fish and chips in, in Magpie. We sat in and had it, um, and they have some nice beers on as well. So I still think the Magpie is hard to beat. Really. I'm inclined to agree with that. I think when it all comes to you can't, there's alternatives that are really good. But if, if you're just coming the once, making that one trip, <coughs> not a cue to get in the Magpie, because it's an institution, and those fish and chips are absolutely stunning out there. Yeah. Is, is, that, is that Mr. Chips over the other side of the river, Brett? Yeah. The yeah. Endeavour yeah. Pubbies? It is, yeah. I, I cool. went there. I was I wasn't impressed, mate. No, they were nice. Yeah. They make a big thing about it's top gear as 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 yeah. promoted on top gear. Yeah, it's where Jeremy Clarkson. Oh, right, yeah, well, yeah. I thought, well, yeah. It was a very it was a Clarkson's opinionated by a lot of things, but if his recommendation <laughs> fish and chips was there, I was thinking, well, he don't know what he's talking about. They're in good form <laughs> yesterday, because I see even the queue for the takeaway, the magpie was too big yesterday. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Mag I suppose the thing about magpies, it were, you know, it's becoming a, an internationally famous place. I mean, it, when it was Michael Winner, wasn't it? Michael Winner and Jenny Agatha used to promote it. Now, yeah. obviously, I picked I've been selfish and I picked these pubs because I was writing the pub list. What about you guys? Are there any other pubs that I, we perhaps should add to the Whitby list? Yeah, well, I like the you know the and on the in the old town. There's a, a, a very small pub and I forgot the name of it now. The Griffin, Horse, yeah. Horse and Griffin. No, no, not the White Horse. To the left of the White Horse and Griffin. The White Horse. Oh, and I know you mean. Uh, yeah, the Black yeah, Horse. Yeah. Black Horse. It is the Black Horse. Yeah, I like the front bar of the Black Horse. That's yeah, a, yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, me and Nick were in there. We we we, we met Tex in there, didn't we, Nick? We were meeting Tex in there. Tex piss. With the, with the bloody Stetson and all the bloody cowboy gear on. Bless sat him. in the bar at oh. half eleven in the morning. And you'll yeah. be a regular around Whitby on the trains. Where do you go to, Karen? I, just to be fair, I usually do all the ones you've said. And for me, the closest one of is uh, Weatherspoons. Yeah. Rolling spoons straight away, pine a pint. I can't go wrong. Yeah, can I? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's quite but, nice uh, Weatherspoons, actually. Weatherspoons is quite nice Weatherspoons as well, isn't it? Yeah. And you can stay there as well. And that must be cracking. Wake up in the morning because if you get a room above the front of the pub, yeah. they've got balconies and you're looking directly over the harbour. And even though I only live sort of 30 miles away from Whitby, me and our lass have said, oh, it'd be quite nice, but it's always booked. It's it's that's a popular, it's always booked. But, you know, to wake up in the morning after having a skinful downstairs and just be able to sit out on your balcony and overlook the harbour must be great. Yeah, you might get mobbed by the herring gulls and stuff, but, uh, yeah, would be great Nick, to do that. Well, there's some other, there were some other breweries in Whitby, weren't there? and we talked about Whitby, but there were some other breweries in Whitby. I don't know if they still are there or not. I don't know what they're doing. No, I say Whitby Brewery sort of had, you know, it's 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 been it's been re rejuvenated and re redone three or four times. Because I know after Jeff Woolens had been involved in Malton Brewery, he went and helped the Whitby Brewery again. Whitby Brewery originally closed, and then he restarted. And so their their most popular beer was called Rattus. That's why I know it's called Black Dog, mm. uh, named after um, the the. the the image that, uh, say, Dracula was supposed to have bounded ashore. He took the form of a black dog that was known as Rattus. Um, and then I think there is a brewery called the Black Dog Brewery. But right. once again, whether, that, that yeah. has, whether yeah. that's now defunct and it's become yeah. Whitby Brewery, I'm, I'm not quite sure because I seem to last 
thing I read, you know, they were buying and selling equipment from various different breweries as well. So, and then last time I was there, I know there's a Whitby gin place open now. Well, I think we're doing some gin, but they've now got their own place not far from the brewery, actually, yeah. up on that this side, other side of the Abbey. And I think they were just laying their gin down. So that that another thing to look out for as well, really. Mm. I'll just you know, the, the other good thing about West Spoons in in uh, in Whitby as well is they always have a Whitby beer on. I'm saying that now, and probably the next person who goes in there, they'll find they don't. But often, no, no, no. you know, I always think it's it, it's a no brainer, you know. Wherever yeah. the local breweries should be, should be Weatherspoons, but sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. But whenever I go into Weatherspoons in in Whitby, they always have a Whitby beer on, which is as it should be, really. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I should be quick Whitby Whitby facts because we like to do a bit of kind of knowledge, don't we? I'm teaching me that tells me to teach them. So actually, I'm looking at that image there. There's, I think that that's Captain Cook's endeavour in the background. So Whitby's very famous for Captain Cook and his statue overlooked the harbour and the and the uh, abbey from the west side. And Captain Cook, obviously, is very famous. He discovered Australia in 1768. And in fact, I've been to Melbourne and been into Captain Cook's cottage, which is in the Fitzroy Gardens, which they literally picked up uh, brick by brick from Great Ayrton, which is not a million miles from where his family lived, and transported it, whatever it is, to Australia, 10,000 miles, and rebuilt it brick by brick in the middle of some Australian uh, park, which is a bit weird, really. Every moan's about having to pay... $27 to go and look at it, which is just literally a one-room cottage, oh. which looks very out of place, really. And, of course, the other famous um, uh, site next to that is the Whalebone Arch, which, uh, again, re- represents a little bit of, his, uh, uh, again, I guess a bit of controversial with the old history of whaling in uh, Whitby. And uh, I did find out today that actually the whalebones that are currently there, the whalebones were first set up in 1853, but the, the pair, though, the kind of it's, a, it's an arch of uh, jawbones. Actually, those are fairly recent, 2003, and they were mm. from a town called uh, Barrow in Alaska, which is Whitby's twin town. And they that was a bowhead whale killed by some Inuit Indians, and they sent them over. And previous to that, the last pair in 1963 were sent from Norway, and that was a fin yeah. whale. So they, changed, they actually do change them because they obviously rot away on, out on that cliff there and expose it. But it was a lovely, 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 lovely town. It's a bit at the end of the kind of railway and a bit at the end of the line, isn't it? And it's it's had a few challenges, I think, over the years. And I know unemployment, Bruce, your angle of work was being very high there, hasn't it, for, for the local people and things? It is, but it's, uh, it's booming now, really. And yeah. it's the potash and the well, think about it, it's also now officially Britain's most requested accommodation. Uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah. In the search engines, it's uh, the staycation capital of the country. I was a bit apparently more so than St Ives and all these places. People are looking to stay with me more than country. Believe it or not, I believe it's got the largest uh, boat building shipyard That's right. trawlers yeah, yeah, yeah. in in Europe, which yeah. seems incredible because it's, it's one little boats. yard across the way now. I found something else out as well, is that uh, through my line of work, I saw an image on Facebook this week of a German-like cruiser. We're talking bloody great German battleship at the end of World War One was actually broken in Whitby Harbour. And the size of this battleship is absolutely unbelievable. They actually got it up the river. And then on the back of that, somebody also then quoted that and said, you know, the famous... Uh, Radio Pirates ship, HMS Caroline. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was actually broken in Whitby as well. So it seems incredible that this little fishing town in the north of England is still knocking out multi-million pound trawlers and and it's, it's 
they've still got a viable business there. Yeah, incredible. And so once again, as you sit uh, outside the uh, the Weatherspoons pub, if you look sort of diagonally, I think you can just about see where it's up the, the right side of it. Yeah, it's it's the other side. It's, it's the other side of the harbour. But yeah, you'll see. It's, it's um, almost like scaffold shuttering because it's you know, yeah. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Next, right next to it is a local chip shop. There, what's brilliant as well. Is there straight outside the door? Yeah, it's for all the local Whitby residents. <laughs> oh, That's ah, good, good, good little tip. And of course, well, there, is, there is a pub over there as well in the Kieran next to next to the shipyard yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. And they open nice and late as well. They're brilliant there. Uh, and again, I was yeah. going to say that accommodation, Bruce. The engine sheds at Whitby are all kind of posh apartments now, and they they're yeah, flogging yeah, yeah. those quite a lot, really. But uh, I am staying in the fisherman's shelter on the Kyber Pass uh, in yeah. two weeks' time, so I'm looking forward to that. Right over the fun fair and the uh, the old hack hack gun Nick from the Second World War, I guess. That's on well, there, used to, that's on he, there. he used to the public toilets. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So it might be a very luxurious, but I'll still stick a pay. <laughs> Right, so you've done you've done Whitby. You've had a quick couple of hours in Whitby. You've got a lollipop or an ice cream to take with you, and some Whitby Jack to whatever you do Whitby Jack. Um, if you jump back to the station, and unfortunately you don't get back on the train, but get back on the coastliner. Uh, I know, head- no, no. And it does it go from Whitby Trobbinus Bay? You have no. to go on the Arriva bus X ninety three. You there do you go, the then. Arriva service. The coastline doesn't go Trobbinus Bay. Mm. So you get on the Arriva service and head to Australia. £8.50 for a day ticket on the Reva says though I don't think you'll be going any further than just catching the bus from Whitby to Scarborough eventually. But £8.50 the coin at the moment. And Robin Hood's Bay is worth a little stop off, really. It's not oh, yeah, probably yeah. really a beery haven, but it's quite picturesque. It's quite nice. Uh, actually, amazingly, you've got quite a lot of pubs in Robin Hood's Bay. I think there are now, well, I've got five, but I think there might be six now. So you've got two at the top, which I put on the bottom of the screen here, which is the Vic and the Grosvenor. I think, Nick, we tend to go in the Vic, don't we? Because that's by the car park and the, the bus stop, if I remember rightly. It's got a long bar, hasn't it? Uh, strong. Cameras. Well, I mean, they, they advertise that they, have a, they, they, they say their bar is a traditional Yorkshire bar. Yeah. And they, yeah. they maintain that they've got six rail ales on. Now, I think the last time we went in there, I don't know if they had they six claim, rails on. They claim they've got Taylor's on, uh, or Timothy Taylor's on constant. And mm. the uh, the Grosvenor, again, is 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 not, it's round that corner from there. Uh, very steep down into, again, it's probably going to be rammed in the summer. It's, it's pretty, it's a bit like a miniature Whitby, really, Robin Hood's Bay. Uh, on the way down, you've got the Laurel. Uh, just check because that, again, has recently been closed and is mainly yeah. only available for self-catering. Uh, but it's quite a nice little pub, actually. Uh, well, that's owned by the people at the bay. I was there in October and it was closed and I think it's closed down permanently. And the Dolphin was also closed last time I was there as well. Right. I think that the, what I've got from the website is that Laurel is now is owned by the Bay Horse. And, and if it gets busy, they'll open it. But at the moment, it's self-catering. The kind of change is one of those pubs where you can do self-catering. Um, the Dolphin, Bruce has mentioned, which I think would be my choice if it's awesome. open. Yeah. Which is uh, been on GBG forever. And uh, is it's got two. It's quite famous. It's got two entrances on two different streets in Robinus Bay, which I guess isn't that surprising because it's a very narrow place. And then down the bottom, Nick, where we've been a few times, is the bay, which I think is a bit disappointing. This is the end of the Wainwright Coast to Coast walk. So you dip your toe in the water down at St. B's Head on the Cumbrian coast and you walk across the top of the Pennines and you end up dipping your shoes in the North Sea where that tractor is. And then you can go into the Wainwright bar and have a pint of Wainwright 
in the Bay Hotel. But I've got well, to say that... Last October, when I was there, but rather disappointingly, they'd used the right-hand side room just as a storeroom, because you were still out in the pubs then. They were serving food inside, but they just used that as a storeroom, and everybody was forced outside. If you're forced outside, it's, invariably you meet somebody who's just completed a yeah. <laughs> walk and wants to regale everybody with the tales. And, and I don't know, you used to get half a pint free, didn't you? You used to get a free half a pint because when Wayne Wright died, apparently, he left a legacy behind the bar that anybody who finishes it, apparently you get half a pint, but I don't know if that's still true anymore. No, true. And, and Nick, last time we went in there, it was a bit grotty. We knew you went in there. It, was, yeah. it wasn't great. So it's worth a little, you know, maybe have a quick zip down. It's very picturesque. Well, um, if, you, if you walk all the way down that hill, you need some sustenance to get yeah, you back up again. Yeah. And if, it, and if the tides in it will be lapping up that thing. And actually, I watched that Kate Humble thing. She went down that tunnel on the side there, do you know? Um, and that goes some miles up into the up into the hillside, that tunnel that you see there. And it's all yeah. like proper, like, buried out with little nooky holes where the, apparently they used to smuggle the brandy and stuff in there as well. I also now know that apparently just around the corner from the picture, if you're on, on the... Uh, YouTube channel. There's a place called the, the, um, the Smugglers, which is a Smugglers, restaurant. Yeah. yeah, which apparently has got a license now to serve real ale as well. And they claim they've got three real ales on when they're open normally. So a uh, nice little place to have a drink as well. You're good. I'm Robin Hood's Bay, much caring. I do. I love. I love going to Robin Hood's Bay later on when everyone's disappeared, because when the tide's out, it's perfect. You can walk right yeah. down the beach to Bay and see the seals bathing. Yeah. yeah. But again, we we. We would always go this time of the year, wouldn't we? We we would always go in the winter to these places because, again, living up that end, it's they're wild in winter. They're pretty quiet, uh, and yeah, they are they are nice. But I mean, Whitby's getting busy pretty much twelve months of the year now, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. When it's, there isn't a day when Whitby isn't busy now, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get back on the coastline again. In the good old days, you could have caught the train, which again you can cycle down that uh, pathway, can't you? Now, for most of it, you can cycle all the way to Scarborough now, can't you? On that. Yeah. Line, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you obviously Scarborough was very much linked to the railway and the development of the railway. Uh, it claims to be the first spa town, first seaside town um, of, of, of England. Uh, they found some um, mineral water, which you can actually go down. In fact, the spa is on that, that very nice picture there, one of the one of the L in the R uh, posters. Um, and if, I don't, do you remember this, Nick? And, and Bruce probably remembers this. There is a, it comes out of the wall, doesn't it, below the spa? Yeah, it's yeah. minging. It's green it and horrible. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. tastes fucking horrible. It's yeah. very sulfurous, this scarborough water. But looks, apparently... It looks like she's been on it in that post. That she said, <laughs> oh, oh, Dennis, that pudding and those pickles and it's been giving my intestines some jib. <laughs> uh, but apparently in the 17th century, it was all the rage. And Scarborough became one of the first ever go-to destinations. And again, it was the, railway. The, the, the original seaside spa yeah. town. Yeah. And the railway very much, and the Grand Hotel, which you can just see around the corner in that picture there, which is still very grand. It's a bit gr- I think it's owned by Ponting somewhere now, isn't it? But it's, it's, it's uh, Hotel. Still, still very yeah. grand. And again, it was, it was built on the seasons, you know. The Grand Hotel. That's right, yeah. 365 and yeah. 12. 365 and, rooms, yeah. uh, four uh, floors uh, for the, um, th- the four seasons, uh, 12 months as well, or is it 12 floors? Uh, but yeah, it was it was it, it was built with a, a reason, built with a purpose. For the Grand Hotel, you know, you can actually go in, buy a pint, and they've got a balcony at the front of it, and it's an absolutely stunning view. You won't get a pint of really the year. Last time I was there, they said worth it in keg. Um, yeah, Surprising, I'm uh, still wanting his red barrel in there, bros. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going up, going in the every day of the clientele. 
But it was a stunning, uh, stunning view from that balcony. You know, we have to get an early on Scabra Airshow Day. It's a great place to go. Yeah. And then, of course, from the Grand Hotel, you can just walk back a little bit, can't you, uh, to Vernon Road, which is a little road down the beach, isn't it? You've got the hole in the wall there, haven't you? That's one of the original uh, rail ale uh, pubs in Scarborough. Well, it, it, it was, Bruce. I mean, once again, it's it's had to rejuvenate itself many, many times. I mean, that's once again, when we first started in Scarborough, that was one of the only pubs that we'd go in as a rail ale pub. It was always the rail ale mecca, and even going back to the camera guy. I think it was the one that was the most consistent. Now, the last time me and you went in there, there was a it was a guy on his own gone for his holiday for a week, hadn't he? Okay. And he was a Man United fan, and he was certainly clearing their lager lines. Um, maybe had a bit too much, and I think the guy behind the bar was a bit embarrassed because he was the one and only person in the pub, and uh, we had to engage with him in talks about Manchester United of all things, didn't we? <laughs> Yeah, but they're trying to bring it back to the real Mecca. Then, yeah. to, then from the hole in the wall, you can uh, uh, head back, find the path to the bridge across. There's all the wall there. There's all the wall, Vernon Road, yeah. yeah. And, that's, that was great. and then go to the uh, Highlander uh, Bar in the Stressor Hotel on the South Cliff County, which is fantastic. You can. So let me catch up now. I'd to go and check the uh, Rubble East Court. Say Helen's 10, Hulk K.R. Nil. Um, and and I need to. And another place as well. Back, you know, it's going to die. Let's get a plug, yeah. <laughs> no problem. So, yeah, we mentioned the Holy Wall. We stick, I used to love going in there. I know, it's, I know it's had a few challenges, but it's a nice pub to find out. It's not far from the railway station, is it? Um, and the bus station, so that's really good. Have you mentioned Sumberlin yet? No. Okay, I don't know if I moved myself here, because this is a picture you took of me in there. God knows what... <laughs> God knows what I'm doing there. <laughs> it was but, the end of end of a session. <laughs> it was it was actually we we done we done Whitby, hadn't we? And uh, yeah. Robin Hood's Bay. Robin Hood's Bay. Uh, we had quite enough in there, yeah. but they've got a fantastic little micro bar which has got the beer clips out. I thought the beer that's not beer that's the, they're actually the clips off the pumps out there. They've got yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Um, and again, um, you can just see it. I'm gonna move that across now. That they've got that. That bit of the side there is really interesting. There's like a little veranda, Victorian veranda, which I guess hopefully they might be able to use uh, on the 12th of April, really, work mm. it through. Mm. I'm just saying, Bruce, I'm not quite sure what the hell I was doing the stumble in there. Um, that's last time being it with Whitby and Robin Hood's Bay. And I think <laughs> I've, had, I've probably had enough beer by looking at my, my expression there. But stumble is a great little micro brew. It's, again, it's pretty small. So again, you sometimes have to get pushed outside, it's, but it's not it, too bad. It's another one of those that was obviously a shop originally. And having a shop, a retail outlet, you don't have to worry about toilets. Yeah. So they've had yeah. to sort of create a toilet because right. to have a bar, you have to, you're obliged to have a, a toilet. They've sort of created a toilet behind sort of like a temporary screen that would have been almost in the broom cupboard. I've actually so, got my notes. It was a solicitor's, actually. It was a solicitor's in about 1999 and, and, and came in thing. Uh, All right. The Golden Ball is a Sam Smith's pub. It's probably worth going down there. Again, if you can get in those windows, you can see on the picture yeah. there. It's a fantastic place. You only get oh, South Smith's beer, but hey, we like we quite like cracking beer. view uh, over the harbour. Real, 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 real fire in the front room. It's probably one of the finest pub views in the country. On a but yeah. it's and likes coming out. It's fantastic. And then and the if, rooms up towards the back are surreal. It's like somebody's living room. They're just them yeah. big, matted, great leather sofas again, isn't there? I love that on review. Way, on the way through to where the toilets are. I think that was on TripAdvisor, review the golden ball I picked up somewhere. Uh, reviewed in October 2020. You can't swear or use your phone. I had to talk and actually communicate with my husband. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> One star. 
<laughs> but it's worth it, it's worth obviously you, you need to go down and look at the harbour in, in Scarborough it's a great little place and the, uh, again always very very busy um, busy both in, in like the fishing and the trips and things I mean there still is quite a big Scarborough's still probably got one of the biggest fishing fleets on that northeast coast these days well uh, they call, call, call five boats no, fishing fleet. Yeah. Look, <laughs> look what you can see there Nick they're mainly crabbies they're mainly doing yeah, well, it, local, it might, it might change now we're out of Europe and these guys yeah. have got a fair crack of the whip now yeah. and then a pub in the old town, a bit like Whitby, Scarborough's got an old town as well, and it's worth going up there because it can be absolutely manned on that flat for, for sure. And if you go up two streets behind it, it's absolutely deserted, especially yeah. in this bit of the old town there. Um, and the Leeds Arms is a great pub. Oh, but again, I've been through a few ups and downs, and I think it's had a different change of landlord recently, but great little pub. Uh, you'll find lots of locals in there and people who know, I think is what we would say. Um, you're always welcome, though. It's not like one of those places where they're all stop and like the bleeding lamb, and they're all stop and stare at you when you walk in. Uh, there's always a good crack going on. Is it, is it, New, is it Newcastle Packet that does a karaoke all day every day? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is this is the Leeds Arms got full of fishing nets and bloody barbels hanging on your, on your head as well. and yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I love their listing says this pub is dog but not children friendly. It sums up really what you're going to get in there, really. So there's no like bandit machines or video machines, or it's just beer, pot scratchings, and dogs, which is kind of what we like sometimes, isn't it? And then you mentioned, yeah, if you zip up then onto the South Bay uh, and you go over one of the nice bridges in Scarborough um, and you end up at the Highlander, which doesn't look like it's going to really entice the beer drinker in there, but you'd be amazed. It's got a quite a surreal tartan bar hasn't it on that oh, on that yeah. ground floor yeah. and i think i've got here it's got 800 bottles of whiskey in there um and it, although it kind of has always been a very much a whiskey bar it's part of the highlander hotel i can remember when we were 1920 it did great beer then which is what 35 years ago and it's still doing great beer yeah, they're all microbrews, remember? That's right, yeah, yeah. Um, and three three house beers and a changing guest beer as well. And as we said before, if you, if you could sit, if it's a nice day and you sit outside on that little terrace, you get a fantastic oh, yeah. view of the South Bay. Oh, Just about well, to see the sea, won't you? The castle, yeah, yeah. yeah. Across the road. Yeah. Bar is like wonderful enough, isn't it? It's so tight and you've got to see yeah. it. It's, it's yeah. Really best fish and chips in Scarborough, best fish and chips in Scarborough. For me, it will be Mother Hubbard's. Oh, and- yeah. Uh, not on the seafront, very close to railway station. Yeah. A minute from railway station. Fantastic quality fish and chips for about half the yeah. price of the magpie. But certainly not <laughs> almost about that standard, yeah. Kerry, what would you say? I totally agree with you on that. I, I can't think of anywhere better in Scarborough than there. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, and for the value, it's fantastic. Now, my choice would be you've got to walk up the, uh, I don't know what it's called, where you, where you um, uh, the ice cream place on the corner. Uh, the main kind of on the front, on the Arba front, have a bar, walk up there, piece, bro. get to the toy shop, watch the Scotsman dance by putting three oh, pence or whatever in the machine, yeah. and the sea and then, monster. And then there's a really good chippy on that corner now, yeah. yeah. And it's not so much for the fish and chips because they're always good in Yorkshire, yeah. But you can then sit in the little kind of garden around the back there and look oh, over. But that Hornby hmm. toy shop is again, yep. and that Scotsman, I uh, god knows how many millions of kids like me who's now 54 uh, yeah. will still put 20p in that machine and a bit like bruce with the kippers i get almost up a cry when it's not working with a little hey, sign it's, saying it's not working it's a <laughs> so, two pound coin nowadays 
<laughs> so this is this was a real old fashioned kind of Hornby train scale yeah. kind of shop, and they've got they've got this weird little old fashioned machine where it's I don't know what it is. It's like a it's like a bubble pool and Nessie pops no, up and a Scots a fish tank a Scotsman dances tank. with yeah. his yeah. kilt you, up, doesn't he? You put your money in and it activates a, basically it's a fish pump. It's a fish tank pump that just bubbles the water. <laughs> <laughs> so you see this you see the sea monster and the Scotsman <laughs> Scotsman dances, yeah. Then what's you go that, across the road and get a tattoo. And then, as good Catholics, <laughs> what's that pub on the right there that's got all the bloody yeah. sash and the blue flute players and the yeah. pro- on the right hand side there, which always kind yeah. of makes me a little bit weird when I walk past it. I come it's called now. It probably it's a very nice pub, but yeah. the whole outside of it it's just got orange men from yeah. up in Northern Ireland uh, with flute parades red and, and red and a or a Norwegian flags because they get quite a few Norwegians and, visiting, and, Glas- so. and Glasgow Rangers because Glasgow is yeah. the kind of Protestant club of the everybody's uh, welcome apart from Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I think I, I have actually been there for a beer, but there we go. Yeah, have we missed anywhere in Scarborough, guys? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, Just, I mean, what's it? I, no, I think Scarborough, Scarborough is one of those places that whilst we've drunk in Scarborough. We haven't really had a tour. I mean, everybody talks about obviously the Scarborough Brewing Company up at uh, mm. near the cricket club there, and I've had their beers, and their beers are always good, they're all consistent. I was thinking the other day, Scarborough still has a tap and spile. Yeah. I mean, mm. once upon a time when we first went out drinking, the tap and spile was like the Weatherspoons of the nineteen eighties. It was a case of oh, there's a tap and spile, they'll have a real ale in there. Now, once again, I don't know whether it's the Tap and Spile from that original chain or whether it's Tap and Spile, just that's always been the name of the pub. But there still is a Tap and Spile in Scarborough. Mm. And I always pass it in the car, but I never find myself up that end of town to walk in and have a pint. Is the, cric- is the cricketer still open on the North Bay? Is that the cricketer still there on the North Bay? I think that's closed, has it? Because that used to be near the cricket ground. It used to be really... Again, really solid pub. And, of course, the Floral Hall used yeah. to have a real ale bar in it as yeah, well, yeah, didn't yeah. it? It's mm. the Mount Ruby, the Floral Hall. That's demolished, isn't it? But I say the one we've not mentioned is the Alma, close to the station. The Alma used to be a lovely, really old-fashioned three-room uh, pub. Minute from the station, down a little snicket. There's a news agents. Uh, if you look across from the station, if you go to that snicket, it's down the back of some uh, uh, flats. There's an ancient, tiny pub there, uh, two-room pub. Uh, used to have an ancient collection of typewriters in it. But he tries out that chap. He's got his real ale, and that could be a really good pub. I mean, I've not been in for a little while. Yeah, that's that's still there. It's still going well, actually. As uh, yeah. yeah, it's still going strong. That's well, definitely worth looking there, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. But the main thing when most people when they used to finish the theatre productions used to go there. All oh, the cast and crew and that. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I think it always has been a bit of a lovely pub, hasn't it? Yeah. As in theatrical lovers. And then yeah, I've yeah. also read there's a new craft bar opposite the, actually opposite uh, Stephen Joseph Theatre on that kind of whatever that, that main road is there on that right hand side. Apparently there's a craft bar there that's doing quite well. Apparently mm. uh, new, so we shall see. Gents, I think we've got to the end. Um, that's been another epic. Got know how long that's been, but it's been really good. Um, I've put I've I've got my old slide there, so if I, I don't even know what we're doing next week because. We kind of got to a point where we were going to... York or London, do, isn't it? It's either York Part B, Bruce, or it's London. Yeah. Then, then we're breaking well, up well, Easter. Just curious, obviously, there's such massive interest then in that link between rail, ale and steam trains. Why have the railway never thought about trying to dig up some of the old railway memorabilia? And I bet you've got some of Bruce. We'll try and open a, a, a sort of rail, ale pub on one of the stations. I think it's a case of watch your space. I think this could be coming very fast. There we go. There you go. 
So I mean, we'll... you will have the stuff to make it a fantastic, you know, the, they have the original building that's features there. You'll have tons of memorabilia that could go there. It could be yeah. uh, fantastic, really, mm. couldn't it? Well, no, that, I think... that like to be Pickering then, Kara. It'll be Pickering, yeah, because that's, yeah. that's where most... There's a Premier Inn being open in Pickering, so that is yeah. where most people will be staying, you see. Yeah. And, it's, and it well, starts a journey off to Whitby to come back. And there's also a bar and grill being opened in Pickering now as well, opposite well, the railway line. Yeah. What was what's what's the bridge on the pub called, Kieran? Because that was up for sale not long back, was it? Is that the Crown? Uh, the Rose. The Rose. Is Rose? Because that, that was up for sale, wasn't it? It's still still up for sale. It hasn't sold. Oh, so the, the, the railway aren't interested in buying that? Because, I mean, that's literally a stone's throw from the station, isn't it? We would prefer the station straight. Say, I think Kieran yeah. got beginning about the station, which is literally a spit across yeah, the road, isn't it? Yeah, but I think the rose is a is a freehold, whereas like you're saying, if the station is Green King, then yeah. Yeah. You're very limited with the rose because you can't do much with it because for us it wouldn't be just a pub, you need accommodation above and all that. Right. Yeah. To make it yeah. worth your while. But straight opposite what used to be the old Pickering fishing lake is now mm, a yeah. big beautiful building, what is off to be a bar and grill, and they're off to have proper right. beers on. Okay. All right. That'd be good. Uh, yeah, interested. That's something. Anyway, out the tonight, guys. I, I would say the Yorkshire Pride was was better than the Wharfdale. I'm sorry to say, but uh, there we are. Twenty ones. Uh, how was your ten percent, Mike? I've just cracked it now. Actually, it's um, it's uh, yeah, it's um, New York. It's uh, what is it? What is, let me. It's a peanut car caramel and marshmallow milk stout, and it's going down quite well actually. How oh, some comfort, Kieran? Is and some and comfort going down? It's gone. Right? It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, rally. Right. So, well, I think we will we will um, cogitate in whatever that bloody tosser American bloke used to say, uh, and come up with a podcast theory for next week. If I can get Bruce's ass together, he might do York Part B. I think next week, but we'll wait and see. Uh, Bruce, you need to send me the beer list for next week I so I put them on the website. Thank you. The, the the pubs we mentioned tonight will be on the uh, website by tomorrow. So that is uh, podbeanmalttravail.com. Uh, remember, you can get us on all good podcasts and on our YouTube channel, which is Malt Travel, if you want us to look at some of the pictures. Kieran, it's been fantastic having you, mate. Yeah. It's been I'll really be glad great. To be on. Thank you very yeah, much. It's been really good. And listen, best wishes for whatever happens in the next few weeks. Hopefully, you can be dead busy over the over the summer. Um, and again, we will we will tweet and push again the uh, your the support page so people do want to just send a few quid just to keep things ticking. Thank you, you for that. Every little helps. Absolutely. So it's been an absolute pleasure, gents. Thank you very much. Have a fantastic yeah. Easter, and we will hopefully regroup next week. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Okay. Cheers, Cheers. Bye. Bye. Oh, just. Bye.